This is Comic Geek Speak, episode 1869, and Comic Timing, episode 210, the New York Comic Con 2022 wrap-up. Get that slow fade going there. Uh, yep, co-branded episode, because why the heck not? As uh, I am Ian Levenstein, and welcome everybody to the show. Uh, this episode here, uh, we got a bunch of people who were at New York Comic Con 2022 to share their thoughts and opinions on a show that happened, and whether or not it was a success, whether or not it was somewhere in between, or whether or not they've got work to do. And hopefully we'll get a little bit of A, a little bit of B, and a little bit of C all wrapped up in one episode here. Uh, joining us, uh, the man who mostly was behind the booth, but occasionally had a panel to do, Mr. Jamal Idol. <laughs> Hello. Uh, good to talk to you always, Jamal, and I'll probably talk to you for about as long on this episode as I did at the actual con, which I will get into <laughs> in a little bit. Mr. Julian Lytle joining us as well, the uh, the man on the floor of uh, New York Comic Con, and uh, got to get to see some special stuff that we'll talk about in a little bit, too. Lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hello everybody. Hey, Long man. time no see. Long time indeed. Uh, not since the Batman has he been on Comic Geek Speak, and it's been even longer for comic timing. So, welcome back to both shows. <laughs> uh, Chris Nautis uh, joining us as well uh, from her uh, apartment, and uh, for, you know, for now. Hey, Chris. <laughs> yeah, for now. Though I found a new place. And oh, good. They won't let me know if I'm actually approved until Wednesday. <laughs> Thanks, Jewish holidays. Yeah, I'm, I I told the realtor, I was like, if they turn me down, you are so obligated to like find me the most awesome place on earth. I will hold you to this. And he's like, oh, okay. New York, uh, New York. I swear, I'm not moving back ever. Concrete <laughs> jungle where dreams are made of. Exactly. <laughs> And Donovan Morgan Grant joining us here as well. Uh, now, Donovan, I forgot to ask you when I was on the floor. Was that your first New York Comic Con? Yes, indeed. It was my first uh, New York Comic Con and my first convention in three years. Holy crap on a cracker. Are we going to get have to get your thoughts and opinions on the show then? Because, yeah. Welcome. Oh, yes. Welcome to the world of madness that is New York Comic Con. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was it was a mad, mad, mad world. There were people everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You, you're damn right there were. Um, and mind you, I wasn't even there for like the most mad of days. That's that's Saturday. Right. Like Saturday's the day oh, where, yeah. where where you have to like cover yourself in cellophane to ensure <laughs> that you're not going to get like the germs or anybody directly next to you because you're you're getting through aisles like this and you're trying to weave through and maneuver and all that jazz. Going to this movement. Oh, oh yeah. No. What, what Sunday this, was what just as bad. Really? Yeah, sun, the Sunday was Sunday nuts. was just as bad because it was like it was compressed. Like Ooh. I've never seen a Sunday that crazy. Wow. In my life. It was actually more annoying than Saturday because Saturday you know you expect it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you go in the Sunday and you walk and you look at Artist Alley mm-hmm. and all you see is like 
a mass. Wow. Like, you couldn't even see the people at the table. You just saw, like, just bodies. And I was like, yo, it's Sunday, though. Like, <laughs> Well, from what I remember from last year's show, yeah, I mean, and mind you, that was that was the you know mid-COVID show where they you know cut down on uh, on numbers and uh, vax to get in and and mask enforcement that actually worked. We'll get into that. Um, uh, that uh, for 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 that one, I remember Sunday was pretty mad. Like there were a, a lot of people at the show on Sunday, but that's also because that's family day. You know, that's kids' right. day. That's what yeah, they do the kids' ones. day because normally cons uh, Sunday is like a very down day because anybody who flew in from out of town they might want to fly out early. Right. So yeah, they like try to encourage people to bring their kids. It's always been kids' day, right? Uh, but you're, you are right that it felt more crazier than usual. I'm wondering if it was a lot of people who would have brought their kids on kids' day mm-hmm. didn't last year, and this yeah. year they're just like fuck it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't even think it was that. Just from my perspective, between last year and this year, yeah. like we had the same amount of space. Like the the aisles were just as wide yeah. this year as they were last year. But I think with last year's show, there was a little bit of like relief mixed with trepidation mm-hmm. because like it was the first time that we'd done New York Comic Con since COVID, right? And I remember last year just being like, wow, we were really actually doing this and just kind of being like, you know, shell shocked the entire time. This year, I feel like a lot of the people who came this year mm-hmm. were the people who did not want to come last year because they needed to get tested and they needed to be vaccinated and they need and they needed to be Mass compliance, although mass compliance, as everybody else has already noted, has gone went completely out the window yeah. Yeah. by Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was just done and over with. Yeah. And then Sunday, like I barely saw anybody wearing masks. And it's really, it's funny, haha, and kind of sad to kind of look at social media and like talk to like other creators, mm-hmm. like basically people going, okay, tested. Didn't get COVID, but yeah. I still feel like crap because normal concrete's still mm-hmm. floating around. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> and, and here's the thing with that. Um, I, I, I've said as much uh, to a couple people so far, and this is the way I feel about it for the most part, is that, you know, this day and age, cons have a, a responsibility one way or the other. They're either going to tell you up front, look, we're not enforcing it. You can wear them. You can not wear them. Right. It's up to you. Do that. And that's fine. Reed has done both for mm. multiple of their shows. Uh, for for PAX, it's still max, ma- mask all the time. There were mandates even still in place uh, for uh, for PAX West, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Emerald City, there were uh, there were mask mandates in place at least. Uh, for C two E two, there were not. Right, and C two E two, you know, that's the most recent show that that reed ran um outside of of pax and now here we are with new york comic-con and going up to the show they reiterated there is going to be a mask mandate and fine you're saying that on social media that's perfectly fine when you walk in and there's no enforcement that sends a very mixed message to people who may have been attending that show because they specifically said that there were going to be masks, whether or not it's, you know, makes more people more comfortable or not. It's still con sets the rules. 
You either follow those rules or you don't. And if the con doesn't follow the rules, that's a mixed message. It, yeah, there are screens course. everywhere with, um, you know, masks must be on at all times unless you're eating or drinking. Yeah. Like, like, like there are like, you know, background images saying that, but right. not a single person told anybody to, to wear their masks. Yeah. I saw people walking around with, with masks and like handing them out to people, but there wasn't any real enforcement. And what makes it worse yeah. is Thursday night. Very late Thursday night, mm-hmm. I got an email from Reed yeah. restating that everyone in Artist Alley had to be masked mm-hmm. the, through the entire show. Yeah. So there was some sort of attempt, Yeah. I guess. But you look, I did Rose City Comic Con um, in the beginning of September. Mm-hmm. I did San Diego. Both of those shows, they had people like security people like kicking people out of the show. Yeah. If they weren't putting if they refused to put their mask on, especially San Diego. San Diego was super diligent. Mm -hmm. The funny part about San Diego is I got covid, but I didn't get covid at the convention. I got covid at the hotel. Yeah. Mm, where, Where mass compliance did not barely existed at all. Yeah. Like I really tried. But like the one time where i was just like hey let me have a drink i get covid right so well i I will i will point out that uh a a site that is quite literally owned by reed pop is one of the the sites that was reporting on (laughs) the failure of mask enforcement at the show uh and and they reported on this on october 6th so after day one and and reed was saying it was clearly not enough. You can see that for yourself. They also say later on in this very article on the popverse.com that there would be changes in enforcement in the next couple of days, and there wasn't. So, yeah, like after they're gone. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Um, I, so, I, I wonder because, like, I wonder with that because it's like I saw the, the Comic Con staff, like, you know, they had their special shirts on, mm-hmm. and I saw them confront people. But the staff that works at the convention center, mm-hmm. oh, they couldn't be bothered. Oh, no. They don't. Yeah. That's like there's a certain I have. I give like a certain amount of grace. Yeah. To the con people because it's like okay, you got your 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 you know your comic con people in their special shirts and they handing out things. Say yeah, yo, yo, I need you to put your mask on. And you talking this one person and there's ten other people around them, and it's just it's just you and the other person trying to call control the the queue lines yeah. at the panel section. Like, yo, you ain't gonna win that battle. No, it's of course not. Lost. Right. Yeah. And it's like if the the Javis folks, the, the Teamsters or whatever worked there, and I got history with them folks. Him, <laughs> them folks. Jamal, no, he didn't done enough tables at that space. Uh, like, yeah. yo, yo, them people is not nice people. No. <clears throat> like they they got the full old school movie New York reputation. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. ain't doing nothing. Like, yeah. who where's Sal? I gotta pay off to give me my shit done mm-hmm. or something. Like right. So I don't know. I I have a feeling like probably out in California, you know, they've been about that mask life, holding people down the whole like during the whole pandemic. Yeah. Right. They have a different idea, but 
But we were like that. We were like that here too until. No, it seemed like y'all gave up once y'all got Eric Adams. It seemed like y'all didn't care no more. (laughs) Well, that's that's an entire conversation. We can have this this entire episode be about the failure of New York politics, and frankly, every single listener will stop listening. But I, 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 I know that's my little viewpoint. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you, and we all agree. But that's beside the point. (laughs) But but either either way, it's not even the first time that that a convention center has had to deal with this because if the convention center itself is not enforcing it it's very hard for the for the show itself to enforce it right and and it's not just new york it's been in other situations as well where that's that's come down to it like there's gonna be a mass band today okay great nobody at the con that's actually staff is wearing masks because they're not they don't have to but whatever Uh, i think next year it's probably they're probably just gonna say optional and not not even try to yeah. put the idea up there, but there's some other changes that need to be made for next year. We'll get into that, and and I can touch on that as well. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to follow up on the the fact that they had the mask as a rule and didn't enforce it. I think might have led to a lot of other bad behavior. Yes, like there's a piece in Bleeding Hula Hub about, about how there were a lot of more thefts. And harassment reported oh, at the yeah, con. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and yeah. I mean, we, you know, the, the bleeding cold piece says part of it is just that post COVID, you know, everybody's just forgotten how to be a human being thing. Oh, but again, yeah. when you have a, this big rule, you have signs for it all over the place and you don't even enforce that, mm. you send that signal that you, that people could probably get away with other things. Yeah. So that's, that's why, like, it's probably if they do next year, it does have to be optional because you cannot have this, you know, you cannot have rules that you're not enforcing because then suddenly everything's in the air. You know, the cosplay is not consent thing, Mm -hmm. you know, is suddenly up for grabs. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good look. And, and in previous years, you know, long before COVID was even the case, like New York Comic Con was pretty damn good at enforcing their own rules. Like there there were, you know, isolated incidents because that's the case at every single convention. But if they were to happen, you'd see that next year would, would reflect that. Um, and yeah, let's, but, um, let's see what, what 2023 has to do. Didn't somebody get into a fight in like Peach Momoko's line? Yes. I read. Yeah. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like she had to stop signing or whatever. Cause they was, they was squabbling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, they were squabbling. I was like, okay. There, there was, <laughs> like, I usually don't see that kind of stuff at, uh, cause I, I would, before COVID, I was going to San Diego for like 10 years. And mm-hmm. like, I think I think like one instance where got kind of rowdy and that was when we were leaving on Sunday. But um, I mean, even I didn't see that. But like, there was this. this I think there was like this drunk guy, kind of like you know, grumbling around on the floor. Yeah. And that was the first time I've ever been to a con and been like, you know, like security pressure come, come out here because like, uh, like he seemed to be pretty threatening uh, while he was kind of just moving through, moving through people. Yeah. 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 It was. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting, and all the the people who lost it got their phones taken. I was like, oh, the Ooh. streets, the streets is out here, like. The streets is blood into the con. I don't, I don't <laughs> too imagine much, that, too much like, money uh, to get made to be made. Uh, I think. Well, can so you imagine that like, next year would have any stricter policies? But that, the fact remains that, like, they, you know, as we're as we've always said, like NYCC went into this saying that it's going to be mandated, and there wasn't. So, yeah. like, clarity is the issue. Seems more more than like you know uh, whether there was a mandate or not. Like, they said there was going to be. Not I'm not a mandate. I don't think we'd be talking about it really. And, right. To touch on the Peach Momoko thing real quick, I'm I'm looking at uh, at uh, sources on that, and essentially Peach Momoko was too popular for the con from the looks mm-hmm. of it. By oh yeah, no her her, yeah. her line her line was huge. Yeah, 
by 10 a.m., the line was capped. Yeah. Like, let's let's think about that for a second. By 10 a.m., doors open, the line was already capped for Peach. Uh, and and I understand, you know, Peach Pomoko is freaking huge right now. Uh, not only just for the X Men stuff, but for her, but 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 for stuff in general. Was was she in the artist alley to do yeah. the signing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like future years are going to have to move her to the autograph. Oh, absolutely. She was, she was across from me, and yeah. like the line, like I, you know, more power to her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, th- there was never a a lack of line. It, it it reminded me of the days where, like, Rob Liefeld or Todd McFarlane would be set up in the artist alley in the back, and you'd see like the entire back looping around in like a snake way type line. For, right. for I saw people. that for Jim Lee and, and uh, Scott Snyder. Yeah. On, on yeah. Uh, their lines. Yeah. They, they were not. I, could, I didn't even see that. They were like, kind of hiding behind a curtain, like they were like the Wizard of Oz or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. I mean, that's. <laughs> That's that, that's as far as that goes. Um, I want to I want to go into you know actual con experiences from you guys uh, a, a little bit more, and then we'll get further into you know some of the stuff that did or didn't happen at the con. But uh, Dono, right. obviously, since it was your first time there, uh, overall, uh, what was your experience? Uh, what'd you think? So uh, I started going to conventions. I started going to SDCC in 2011, yeah, and that was primarily the only one I'd gone to for. Most of the last ten years, mm-hmm. in 2019, um, I went to Dragon Con in Atlanta, and I also started going to like MTAC Middle Tennessee Anime Con mm-hmm. here in Nashville a couple yeah. of times. But SCCC was kind of my main con home, and I really should have gone this year because I missed out on some money I could have made because uh, <laughs> I now work for DC, mm-hmm. and uh, I came over here with with a couple assignments which I kind of knocked out pretty early on, mm-hmm. and so I had pretty much most of the rest of the con to kind of absorb things and. See, that's how it was. And part of it was very much, this is awesome. I'm loving that I'm here again. Um, and this whole con flavor, which I've come to love over the years. Uh, and also, there was a kind of post-pandemic or, you know, after 2020 uh, kind of thing where I'm wondering, uh, is this at capacity? Because um, it, it, it didn't seem like only the last day was it hard to walk around. Pretty much the right. entire time I could, I could get around. Mm-hmm. Anywhere, you know, watching the yeah. cosplays and all the booths and yeah. seeing what was available. So it seemed to me like very much uh, compared to uh, my memories of SCCC, kind of like an A1 and A thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like because of the nature of when they come out, SCCC might have more to offer in terms of like, you know, just like kind of like the last couple of booths or whatever. But I mean, this is still like, you know, a massively impressive. What I liked about it is that like the Javits Center is much more vertical. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, this big glass building where like you know you have like five floors and that kind of that kind of gave it a lot more of a um, uh, an impressive scope that way where you can actually go, go above and really see. Whereas SECC you have the escalators, but there's like two of them or I guess four of them. But like with the, the Javits Center, I was really struck by the the, the scope of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I I, 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 like- I I need to add in there real quick for for two seconds, Dono. It's a good thing that you came in 2022 and not in 2018. Because you wouldn't have gotten that scope because there's a whole other expansion to the Javits that they've utilized. Uh, that's where the panel rooms were. That's where, you know, that extension of the floor that then went into that panel room area uh, was and all that. That all did not used to be there. There was an annex that they built that was a one-floor annex. That, that's where the artist alley used to be for New York Comic Con. Then they tore that down, mm. built that, and now that's the Javits extension, which New York right. Comic Con utilizes. I like the annex. I miss the annex a little bit. 
Oh yeah, that no. had natural yeah. light and tons of bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Was this the first year that that that, that these changes were implemented? Uh, no, they opened last year. Yeah, it opened last okay. year. However, that extra lead-in of the uh, of the exhibit hall was not there last year because I think there right. was a convention on that Thursday and Friday that was utilizing that space, so they couldn't oh, wow. they couldn't actually use it. Um, and then uh, also last year, you had to walk outside to walk back in. That those lead doors to go into the uh, the panel area were blocked off and gated off. So you which had to- wasn't it wasn't horrible because it's like what fifty feet maybe right, yeah. but it rained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, it rained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, did, it didn't rain. It didn't rain while you and I were out there. So you know, it did. It did for me at one point. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Ian, Ian, this you're being very Jewish right I know, now. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. You're right. You're absolutely right. No, no. It wasn't the worst, but it's it's way more. It was way more convenient this year than it was. Than yes, it was yes, it was. I, I will absolutely agree with that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, honestly, I thought it was kind of funny that um, I believe it was Sunday. It was 5 p.m. when the exhibition hall closed off, except in the annex. And that door was just open and people were just going in. And I'm going, can I go in? And I walk in and I'm like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Hi. And I left because I was like, why? Just for the thrill of being all like, security sucks. Screw the man. <laughs> Very Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I, I I love the panel room space uh, of that. Uh, it's really yeah. nice. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great setup. Uh, it it's way better than they than when they were all downstairs and you had to like walk the entire length oh. of Javits sometimes to get from one panel to another. Um, yeah. Having them all in one area like that for the most part, other than like a few panel rooms down by the artist alley, was a a, a great improvement. And I love that they set that up that way. And the, mm-hmm. and the bathrooms are decent there too. Not yeah. as not as good as they were at the uh, at the annex back in the day, but well, you know. I mean, as as a person who has to think about this way more often than everyone else on this call, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, one thing that did concern me was that you would look at maps of the convention center and mm-hmm. uh, you know specifically of the annex, and it would have all these bathrooms like labeled on it, and yeah. I'm like, right. okay, I'll go to the next bathroom rather than the one that's right here, mm-hmm. except half of them were closed off. Yeah, mm. really. So that's something they really need to work on is like which bathrooms are actually open to the public yes. and right. which are not. No, well, they, 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 they had made the effort to have a private bathroom for artist alley attendees that they closed down on Sunday. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even use a bathroom. In yeah. The well, I didn't. I, I don't like because they. So I I say these things. As an incredibly spoiled, rotten comic book artist who gets to like go to these shows, it says it right on your bio. Around. Actually, it says it's it exactly right on your bio. You know, like, spoiled, rotten comic book artist. Well, it was spoiled. It was spoiled, rotten. So, yeah. like, I whenever I'm at a show, I rarely ever go. If there's a green room, I hardly ever go ever go to a green room or mm-hmm. anything like that. I, I it's you know it's cool if you're like a big enough name that they have to like hide you <laughs> somewhere yeah then it's fine but you know i'm i'm a chimp that draws comic books you know it, <laughs> it, 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 you know i my my fame is somewhere between you know like market 15 drive time radio show hopes and rodeo clown so <laughs> it it doesn't bother me that they close it down. But I know, like Chris was saying, 
if you're going to go out of your way to to create this space for your creators, mm-hmm. you know, let people know. They didn't even tell people that they were that they were shutting it down on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They just did it, yeah. And like word trickled out. The whole for me, like the whole experience of of New York Comic Con, something felt off. Mm. Something felt very, very off. Which is funny because last year was one of my favorite cons. Oh, no. I had a great time last year. Yeah. Um, in terms of crowd size, it, it really reminded me, like, it was close to the way it was mm-hmm. probably in, like, 2017. Yeah. Like, we, it, was, it was that close to capacity. Uh, but the energy felt off mm-hmm. in, the, in the room. Yeah. And I, I still have a a really hard time kind of putting my finger on it. I don't know exactly what it is that not uneasy. It just felt there was a kind of like a, like a, a bit of negativity. Happening. Mm. Okay. It was just, very, it was when did you first pick up on it? Probably Thursday. Okay. Actually. Um, now, now was it, now was it just negativity? Like, was it just like a negative feeling in the room or, or was it more like behavioral? Yeah. Just more, more, beha- more behavioral okay. than any, than anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, this, this tracks with the stories that have, that have come out about how, you know, there, yeah. there's more, it's you just, know, you know, and goods the, than, you know, than previous people, years. The people have lost their goddamn minds anyway, but you know, it just, yeah, there's just like a, a, a negativity to, to the, to just the feeling. And, you know, that's just from my perspective. I, mm-hmm. you know, spent most of the con in Artist Alley. The only time I even went to the show floor was like first thing in the morning on Saturday just to look around and see what was up there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the show went well and I had fun. I think for me, like the best part, honestly, was getting to see a lot of people from outside of the country who I haven't had a chance to see. Mm-hmm. In literally like three or four years, yeah, yeah. like I get you know even even race you know Mahmoud Asar, you know, yeah. You know, the the scary part is I you know I saw them and went holy crap we all have gray hair now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, we were the young Turks and now we're all we're all going gray. Yeah, <laughs> this this gray beard has no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, yep. and then you know me you know meeting new younger creators and like just like you know I got to meet Dan Mora, nice guy, really nice guy. Yeah, yeah I met him too. Huh? Yeah. Hit, like him and Jorge Jimenez, like if you've ever seen like a photo, like they're beautiful men. <laughs> they are tall, beautiful men. They are much better looking than they should be. An excellent comic and, book artist. Yes, uh, exactly. That. Yeah. That's what makes it even more sickening. Like they're <laughs> they're, they're hot and they're talented. Like nice. it's nice. <laughs> it's not even funny. Yeah, Dan Mora is putting out some of the best stuff. Uh, yeah, he is seen in, in forever. It's so yeah. Good. No, I I just read the last issue of Once in Future, just like yeah. for, like the entire series is brilliant. But yeah, he's hella humble because he had most of the time when I was at Artist Alley, he had like, big lines, and the one time he did, he was just like him and uh, the woman who was sitting next to him. I'm not sure what what she was think, to him, but like I think this is his wife or his girlfriend, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so like I, I, you know, like when the crowd dispersed to him, I was like, "Hey, man, you know, I'm just, you know, 
obviously you you're getting a lot of your flowers this year because of all the work you've been doing on like the various DC stuff. And I was going to let you know that like, yeah, I'm another, I'm another big fan of yours and I really enjoy your work. And look like, yeah, it's here in his eye. <laughs> like, uh, he seemed to be pretty, uh, pretty touched by that. And that was kind of cool. Cause, cause like, you know, a lot of the, I find that a lot of the more recent superstar, uh, comic creators are very much, you know, like, like, like much more guys like us mm-hmm. and less, less guys like, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't seem to be, you know, up their own ass or whatever. Like, like, like when I met Scott Snyder, like like years ago, he seemed to be very much like. Oh no, Scott is Scott is Scott is the sweetest. Like, honestly, he's like one of the sweetest guys in the world. Yeah, like absolutely, he, he really is. Yep. Just mm-hmm. like genuine and like uh, family is super important to him. Like, I gotta stop talking about him. He's such a joy. Oh, that, that's not the part that bothered me. It's like. What am I doing? Reading his bio? Jesus. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's, <laughs> He's such a joy have... to work with on, on, on your on your book that's currently available on, on, on comicsology. Well right? he, he is you know that notwithstanding but you know he, he he's a good he's a good guy like yeah. genuinely just a sweet guy you yeah. know yeah <laughs> Julian, I'm curious. I mean, uh, most most years at the con, you're behind a booth like uh, like Jamal was. This time around, you were you were you were free as a bird. You can go wherever the hell you wanted. Uh, and uh, what what was uh, what was the experience like as a as a unchained uh, human being this uh, this this year? Uh, you know, as an actual attendee rather than a uh, an artist alley person. Well, technically. I was a pro. Professional. Mm-hmm. A professional a pro attendee. Badge. Professional attendee. It probably doesn't cost as much as the regular. It does not. But it also isn't cheap. Yes. Yes. Um up until, yeah, it's up, actually, up until this year I was exactly I was doing using the same damn thing you were, so yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's it's weird actually. Um I do miss having a table. Mm-hmm. Um I do miss sitting down when <laughs> Sit down. Uh, oh, look at, look nice. at my look at my guy. Look at Luffy right there. The <laughs> yeah. King of Pirates. Yep. Um, yo, it was weird. It's weird because it's like this is what people do. They just walk around all day. Mm-hmm. This yep. is this is what we're doing. Yeah. Like that's it. Why does it take so long to get to point A to point B? <laughs> because there's like, a lot of there's so many bodies. <laughs> there's um, a lot of people, man. Uh yeah. And as I said earlier, I did use the bathroom once because there was too many bodies in that building. Mm-hmm. Right. My proclivities of like, oh, this is disgusting. Because people are disgusting. Yep. So, you know, rationed myself on water. I'm probably low-key like dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it was it was cool. I, I did know it was interesting how like um how bad Namco had a quarter of the con. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, oh, we couldn't get a bunch of other people. Oh well, Bandai Namco has enough stuff to fill up a quarter of the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, One Piece is going to get a section. Yep. Naruto is going to get a sweat section. Yep. Oh, uh, One Piece's ship is going to get a section. Mm-hmm. Gundam is going to get a section. Oh yeah. Uh, Premium Bandai is going to get a section. Hobby yeah. stuff is going to get a section. Oh yeah, Viz is right across there, so you could buy the stuff we make. Uh, oh, a little bit of toy over here too. I was like, golly, crunchy. Like, dang, this is almost what an anime con is. Right? This. One quarter of the show, which is fun, which is funny, gang of money, which is funny because New, uh, Anime NYC is like three weeks from now in the same convention center. <laughs> and it's like, what? Is, what is, is it going to have the same stuff? Uh, like, a, a, like lot it it. Be, a lot of it. Like, yeah. 
um yeah it, you know it was it was interesting i like the um i like how there was a section that was basically all book publishers mm-hmm. i know they done that before but i think it was like kind of laid out a little bit tighter it was yeah it was like oh yeah like look at this is these are the real you know these are the, the not to say the real these are the big time book people look at them and uh Artist Alley, it was really weird to go down to Artist Alley and like see people say hello, but like not have a place to sit. Yep. Right, it's something that I'm gonna have to get used mm. to. And it's honestly, it's because I didn't make anything new, really, and mm-hmm. I've had such troubles getting uh, accepted for Artist Alley tables yeah. the last six years or so that I've actually given up. I hear you. Um, like I was surprised I actually got approved for a professional badge. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I, I think I've done enough stuff over the years to equal a professional badge. Yeah. Um, I ain't gonna lie, I have a little bit of resentment because it's like, you guys had no problem with letting me in Artist Alley between the first one through, like, the the 10th one. Yeah. You took my money for all those years, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you're just like, oh, my money's no good. Yeah. And then you get there, you see, like... uh there's all these big groups of artists underneath the like one banner mm-hmm. and there's like competing gr- groups or gangs of them. And, <laughs> I, and I see why a, a singular artist can't get a table because if yeah, whatever that, this management group buys like 25 tables. That was interesting this year because I, yeah. that, that was, that was way different layout wise for artist alley that I would walk down and everybody would have the same banner because they were all under the same, you know, general like the artist same management. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah it, it, uh, I don't know if I've seen that really happen at too many other shows. Yeah. This is the first time I saw it, but it was like, like I'm used to like the one that I think like they're like, uh, Tom King and 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 Scott yeah, Snyder and all yeah, those. Yeah, the, the, the sketch. Yeah. The sketch. No, comic art. What is the comic? Yeah, comic art. sketch something. But yeah. yeah, but they also had more than usual. It was like, it was bigger than what I've seen in any other show. But then that right. was like the Kirby art people, and I was like, what does it? What what is this? And there was like another one. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, my my art rep. Uh, yeah, Paolo, yeah. Uh, Caden's comic art. Yeah, Caden's had-, had one. I think there was another one too that I never heard of before. I was like. There was a few yeah. like J- uh, Jason from uh, sequential, the essential sequential. Yes, yes. His, but he usually like for the big shows. He usually comes with like you know Dave Johnson and like Cully yeah. and all those guys and you know t- yeah. you know all those guys kind of come. Yeah. Sean Crystal, yeah, all sort of come in on mass normally to shows. Um, but yeah, there's there's you know there's there's definitely like. There's a war coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got I got real gang vibes. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a there's, there's, somebody there's, go a set trip there's, in one there's, time. There's, there's literally like four years of originals sitting in most people's houses right now. So so what, <laughs> so what you're telling me is that next year there's just gonna be a section called Warriors. And, Basically, and, yeah. And we're just gonna yeah. have an entire gang fight going on. That's Ex- that's great. exactly. We're just gonna have. Well, somebody's got to be riff in that case, and it ain't gonna be me. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, man, yeah. But uh, going, going to panels was cool. Nice. Uh, as I, as we said earlier, the the panel uh, areas was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting to see who got what type of rooms to do their panels, and I didn't right. go to like the really really big panels. Yeah, because I don't care about that stuff. 
That's fine. That some like, so some of my favorite panels are the smaller ones, honestly, like yeah. the ones the ones that, that that you don't have to line up an hour before in order to make sure right. you get in. Yeah, yeah totally. I, yeah. I want to get those emails that they're gonna send me a screener of that TV show early before anybody else anyway. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't care. But right, it was just anywhere season three's out. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I don't know. I got email something for that probably somewhere. I'm not li- reading. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was just interesting to see like a uh, Marvel's panels were like kind of in a bigger space. Mm-hmm. DC's panels all in one room and in like a slightly smaller space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other publishers was in like little other ones. And then like, but Comicsology got like this really good room to do their panels in. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, huh, this is. I wonder how they. I was just thinking sometimes like, how do they pick that? Like, how do they decide who goes where? And well, he who, he who has what? the largest paycheck wins. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that and uh, if you're if you're going to be Marvel or you're going to be DC, like immediately you're getting one of the bigger panel rooms uh, for the right. most part, just because they know that at least of the comic nerds, those are going to be the ones that are lined up. Like if it's a Spider-Man panel, if it's a Batman panel, if it's a, you know, what's next in Marvel Universe panel or what have right. you, like there's going to oh, be yeah, people yeah. lining up. So the, the, the space for the Marvel panels was big. Yeah. They had a lot of stuff, nice little lights and big TV screen. Yep. DC panels, they had that nice type of setup. They mm-hmm. got, they got buzzed down. Well, I got buzzed down. Yeah, I, I barely felt a presence from DC. I mean, I actually didn't even go to any DC panels. I know there was Superman they panel. They four. Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah, that, part of that. They probably, they probably blew their load uh, uh, back in like July, right? On SCCC, I figure that's part of it. The other part of it is that uh, you know because they don't have offices in New York anymore. Um, it's oh uh, yeah, you know, it, th- there there is no DC booth on the floor of New York Comic Right, exactly. So there's less investment involved uh, for DC, so there's less of a reason to actually, you know, get your creators there to to do panels and what have you. Um, They threw the money into the party. Yes, (laughs) So. <laughs> yes, yes. I, 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 I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, you know? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, I mean, were, were the mini quiches at least like, like, were they? No, they had mini. They had like little, the little smallest, hamburgers. Yeah, the, the smallest sliders I've ever seen in my yes. entire life. Oh my god. <laughs> they look like um. They look like the cereal, like you remember they like the um, like the the wolf, the wolf they used to have the little the little joints. It was like those, but it was like little cheeseburgers, and they had like some iron little wings and stuff. Nice. And it was it was good. It, was it wasn't good. it wasn't bad food. Not, they the actually, drinks were better. They cooked they cooked too much food for how much people actually ate. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah. there's there's always too much food at the, at those sort of events because they yeah, they over true. they overdo it. But I, I Marvel was back on the floor. So Marvel, Marvel, yes, had, Marvel had their yeah. full their full booth back in the same space they usually had because last year they weren't there. Um, IDW had a booth. Uh, Boom and Image both were no were not on the floor at all. Uh, so like that that huge Image booth that that used to be there for previous New York Comic Cons that was That's missing surprising. last That's year surprising. was not was there surprised. at all. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised by that. Um, and th- there were definitely more publishers back this year that that just skipped last year but mm-hmm. dc yeah dc's just just written off new york comic-con frankly and and i mean that's, well, dc's that's written off that's big shows that's, in that's, general that's true yeah, yeah. well you got to figure they're in the middle of a transitory period thanks david zaslov uh, uh, i mean they've been doing they did dc fandom the past two years and then they canceled it this year because again thanks david zaslov mm-hmm. so right. i think that's part of and there's cool. layoffs 
more yeah, layoffs it's coming more on of a Tuesday. general trend, mm. I think, though, that a lot of companies discovered that they can get their message out to the people without mm-hmm. spending, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on booths yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, this I mean, this this booth that I had up that I had up uh, earlier, that IDW booth, I think was my mm. favorite booth on the entire thing. Also, that's not Weird Al Yankovic buying merch, but it really does look like him from the back. So just it's Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cl- cl- clearly, it's Daniel Radcliffe in the skies. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, can't wait for that movie, by the way. I really want to see it. Uh, it, it I, I, I think that. Uh, Things were way more spacious on on the uh, on the exhibitor hall this year because they had the ability to do that because with the extra space they they were able to at least like make the aisles a little wider and right. I don't know there was just better flow in general I mean mind you I was there if on Thursday so. if I, I was there on Thursday that's the difference so right. you know for all I know the other days was entirely different if and if it, it was, was it was yeah it, it was i think it was better than previous years at least because you know sometimes like when you're trying to leave the ex- the exhibit hall mm-hmm. and you get that clusterfuck in the very front yeah. like usually near the large booths right and you might get stuck there for 5 minutes just just trying to leave you know, and that's me being very like mm-hmm. kind and generous because like yeah. I've had times where it t- takes 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But let's say you're just trying to pass one booth and it might take five minutes just to pass one booth. Uh, this time I would say I was definitely yeah, I could only maybe two to three minutes instead. I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but it, it adds up. And there definitely was a little bit more space around the big booths. And, you know, I was regularly cutting through the Dragon Ball booth because it wasn't as packed as it's been in previous years. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, they also didn't have, like, the huge setup that they had in previous years where, like, you could take your picture and, like, yeah, pretend that you're eating ramen and stuff like that. And No, but they did have Gundam base. Which That's was, true. Yeah. Which they they had it for, um, they also had it, that stuff for, like, Naruto and, like, one mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, gigantic, like, ramen bowl thing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. They kind of saved that, like, a lot of stuff for the Dragon Ball Breakers game uh, demo stations. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. They had so much stuff, like, Again, they took like a quarter. They took what was essentially would have been the image booth, uh, a DC booth or whatever, and like a couple other booths. And it's like they took all that space yeah. for like Bandai Namco stuff. Pretty much. As a person that like likes to buy random figures and like common rider stuff, I was like, okay, thank you for the uh, extra space to 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 buy things from you. I also Bandai wasn't Nam. expecting the gamer space in that in that new edition. Uh, as you walked over to you know like where the Javits North is. Right. Uh, they had a whole section where people were set up with their, you know, with their with their computers, like doing like uh, like land situations, and uh, it it was that is definitely new. It's cool to see it. Uh, it's I'm surprised they didn't do a tournament or anything. I'm I'm surprised they didn't either. They might. This was definitely a test run, though. I guarantee you, next year you'll probably see right. something like that. Uh, it just you know just getting the word out about it. But and there were also some gaming booths set up there, and some other publishers that were hidden in the back there too that. Uh, hadn't gotten you know tables in previous years, so it's. Yeah. But they also left there. a lot. They left a lot of people who had gotten tables, mm-hmm. you know, in previous years that were left in the the lurch mm-hmm. this year. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 very true. Yeah, uh, and I, I mean, unfortunately, like that's the sort of turnover you see all the time at cons, where like for no reason like somebody somebody gets it one year and then doesn't get it the next and and, and you know that's just whatever decision making comes down i know it's a, right. lot, a lot of it's like like lottery though because you know there's so many people that put their names in and then like they basically like take the take the names randomly out of a hat and like okay i guess 52 gets it this year sorry no 30, right. 36 and then that's that with that but 
you know, that's I, I only know so much about con life. All I know is that uh, there's a lot of people trying to get in, and some people do, and some people don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what 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 panels did you guys hit up? Out of, out of curiosity, uh, I mean, Dono, for your for your first year, what, what did you what did you hit? The very first panel I went to was uh, defending manga, mm. which um, I thought was going to be a little more. Um, I guess kind of satirical almost, but it was, it was led by a bunch of like uh, educators and librarians who were like genuinely discussing like, like the sort of surge in book bannings and how that's affected. uh, First of all, the history of book bannings in America in the last like 50, 60 years Mm -hmm. and how that's affecting the manga market. And um, I found it to be highly educational, especially as somebody who kind of daylights at Barnes and Noble Mm -hmm. where manga is our top selling uh, uh, book genre led majorly by by young people um but, but there is you know the, the typical southerner who like kind of goes like they, they read backwards kind of thing <laughs> and, and the uh like, like the sort of uh cultural sort of like xenophobia that comes with that considering right. you know how much people don't want their books to be political and all that kind of stuff so i found it to be like incredibly like right off the bat like a, like a deeply educational panel um but everything else i went to was pretty much marvel mm-hmm. um I went to Marvel. I went to World of Wakanda. I went to Marvel Voices. I went to Women of Marvel. I think it was called. Mm-hmm. All of this was being moderated by um, Angelique Roche. Um, I, I wasn't familiar with before, but like I, I, cause I didn't really. I'm not surprised to learn that Marvel has podcasts, but um, she does a couple of those. Okay, and that was that was particularly interesting, especially the the Marvel Voices one where they previewed like the uh, the upcoming like um, Daughter of Blade book. Mm-hmm. And a lot of different things kind of coming out, which was interesting. And a friend of mine, um, Professor Carolyn Coca, was there on Saturday. And she was just, you know, like, Marvel has this real – it's not even like a flex. It's not, it's not even like, you know, this huge, like, you know, look how diverse we are. We just, we just are. Mm-hmm. And never mind, like, DC's lack of presence. Like, DC just doesn't have anything to compare in terms of, like, you know, the diversity of voices that Marvel does. And I found it to be particularly um, – uh, notable thing from the con that I really, that really, I really thought of, and also kind of reminded me of something that I, that I kind of posted on Twitter a couple years back in terms of how Marvel really is about its new characters and evolution that stuff, and DC does tend to kind of try to go back to the the Trinity and stuff, but mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. Just really, uh, if I can kind of speak in general, like mm-hmm. this year, 2022, more than anything else, I was really, really struck by. Uh, the like huge diversity of geek of geek culture as represented by this, yeah. and I knew that you know already. Like, I, I, when I, the moment I first started going to Comic Con, I, I could see that you know there was I, did, I really did not see any gender majority or racial majority. It was very very blended, mm-hmm. but I saw a lot of like cross pollinization uh, um, cosplay. I saw a ton of you know like oh a lot of women are dressed as Spider Man, you know, right. a lot of black black guys are dressed as Superman, the kind of thing. Just as an example, like right. constantly. Like, you know, it's something where, like, you know, not only do you see several cosplayers for Steve from Blue's Clues, but I saw a white guy uh, dressed as, like, his successor in the blue shirt, along with, like, you know, like, the notebook and everything like that. Like, this, right. this, this shit goes hardcore. Nice. But, like, you know, we kind of live in an era now um, where, in ter- terms of this kind of pop culture world that we're in, the political element is often being kind of, like, waged mm-hmm. as sort of this wannabe culture culture war. Right. But really, the, the front lines are right here. Like, you can see it, and it's everybody. It's, you know, it's everybody of all kinds of ages, of all kinds of backgrounds and stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't anything learning anything new, but just sort of, like, you know, being reminded of that with a much more visual, you know, just much more upfront 
fact of the matter. That was the one that, that was like my big takeaway. I, in fact, I, I actually plan on talking about that on my own show uh, this week later on. Just the sort of like the how modern geek culture is um, embodied by just how yeah, really, really just how how intensely diverse it is. Well, I, I, th- I think if, if I could add to that, I think that's also reflected in the creators that are sure. getting more and more involved in the industry as yeah. well. I, you know, there are a lot more women. There are a lot more LGB, openly LGBTQIA creators doing comics and, you know, being out and, you know, being present. And I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, not to mention that's one of the things that I've always loved about New York Comic Con is that I I feel like, and it might just be part of it being New York where, you know, there's so many different cultures and there's so many different, you know, types of people that that are there to be able to attend the convention. But I've always felt like you get a little bit of everybody at New York Comic Con. Um, Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I I feel like it's kind of hard to gatekeep in New York City because there's literally every type of person in the city. You can't go around being all like, oh, you're a fake geek girl. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, but there's going to statistically there's going to be a real geek girl. There's also going to be a goth girl. There's going to be a girl who (laughs) practices witchcraft. And there's going to be, you know, the girl who's going to be an astronaut. So, like, there's literally everything in the city. So, right, like, yeah. New York Comic Con has basically been the distillation of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and plus, and plus, for that matter, like, you know, there's kids, there's uh, there's you know, middle age, there's there's mm-hmm. uh, you know, people in their twenties, there's there's freaking eighty. Oh, ones. I saw I saw like a a sixty year old guy dressed as Squirrel Girl. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that too. Yeah, I, I I need to see a picture of that because that's. I that, wish that I, I wish I had. Ta- I I was at the the comicsology booth and he walked by like one, it was like three like they had to be because I'm you know I'm hard to gauge. I'm fifty. I don't look like I'm fifty, so I assume everybody who is you know wrinklier than I am right you know, is easily in their sixties. But yeah. there were three older people, and he was Squirrel Girl and. The woman was dressed as uh, Captain Carter, and I forget what the the other uh, gentleman was dressed as. Mm-hmm. But he it, it stuck out at me. Where I was just like, eh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> why not? You know, exactly. why why not? Yeah, you, you could do you could do whatever the hell you want at uh, exactly at Comic-Con. get get, you, get yeah. your Squirrel Girl on. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think I think what what really um uh, uh keeps me thinking about it is just like you know when you, and this is you know this parodied uh somewhat in she hulk but like like the contingent of like you know the grifters online mm-hmm. that like I, I, like more specifically i've been thinking about their sort of um the way that they say like the fans the fans this is a win for the fans or they're betraying the mm-hmm. fans or they hate right. the fans yeah. and the way that they like say it it's kind of it's kind of how john stewart said that how people used to say the word like democrat like you know very like Disrespectfully, it's like they're they're kind of qualifying it as a very specific kind of like you know cishet white kind of thing. Right, right, right. And it's like the fans are here, and they're like multitudinous. Like like you can't pin down the fans. The fans will be as different and goth and alternative and queer and uh, opposite of myself, but we're also like the same. And I think I I really think it was the three year gap between like you know not only this pandemic but just how the, the the politics in the country, I think, have become a lot more immediate. Mm-hmm. That that just kind of kept me like like I think the pictures that I took of the cosplayers ended up being by the last couple of days just like the the least predictable ones. Like you know, it wasn't just oh, yeah. oh that's somebody in a, in a Tobey Maguire Spider Man costume. It's right. like 
somebody that you wouldn't anticipate put, putting on that Spider Man costume. Oh, one of one of my favorites was uh, someone dressed as Boba Smurfette. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I mean, I, I my my favorite and let me find the picture of it uh, out of out of everything was uh I I found a cos uh, guy who was cosplaying as the deep uh from uh <laughs> from, from the boys with uh accompaniment. Uh, I'll 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 put it that way as I as I put up the picture. Mind you, Macho Man Randy Savage is not a member of the boys, but that, that, uh, oh, wow. that, that he was oh, walking wow. around the con like 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 that with uh, with squid in tow. Uh, and uh, a, a long... I, I like the Homelander with the giant baby bottle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, there, the there was actually Homelander. a lot less boys cosplay than I would have anticipated. I almost thought like, like like two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have expected. A little I think. Bit more I myself. think the problem, and I, I mean, this isn't really a problem, but I think the reason for that is just that uh, fandom is so like bifurcated now. Mm-hmm. It's so diverse. There's so many different things to be a fan of. Yeah. Like I was keeping a mental tally of like every costume I saw, and and it's just there was no clear winner. Well, no, there's always a clear winner, and it was Dragon Ball. But <laughs> there's, there's no... I would have said My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia had a big, because there's so many characters in that franchise. Yeah, I didn't yeah. actually see as many as I thought I would. Um, yeah, I'm looking over my own cosplay photos. I saw uh, quite a few Lore Olympus people. Uh, mm-hmm. But then there was, like, people really, like, scrape. I don't want to say scraping the bottom of the barrel, but really going, like, into the depths. Like, I saw one woman dressed as uh, Ann Lister, Gentleman Jack, from the HBO show. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And I thought that was that was kind of impressive. I took nice. a photo of her, nice. uh, and uh, not my favorite, but I was like, I know what that is, and I don't even watch the show. Where two people dressed um, Superstore. Mm. Oh, cool! Like they had the little vest and the name tags, and I'm like, wow, that that is that is incredibly random. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Mine was uh, it was uh, a Peter Parker Mary Jane specifically from the '90s Spider-Man show. Yeah, like, <laughs> Mary Jane in the yellow sweater and Peter in like, like the blue and white shirt, oh, and like wow. I flipped out, oh, and they were like, gosh. "Oh, we thought that nobody was going to recognize us," and I could not stop yelling. I was <laughs> so happy. <laughs> the, 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 so he had like the blue collared, like short sleeve striped shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just <laughs> find it and I'll, and I'll send it in the group. Yeah. Can I can I also point out that I mean, talking about you know staying in character and what have you, uh, that that Disney put in for a Wonders of Xandar booth. On the four, uh, which I didn't even know what that was. So that, that this was <laughs> this was advertising the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot. So whoa, this this was this was the essentially like a Xandar cultural pavilion uh, for oh. the the Xandar pavilion oh, that the they l- built at 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 uh, Epcot as part of the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Um, and you would go in and you would exchange knowledge or a, a good in order to get a token to then uh, get use their vending machine, which was set up like, a, you know, in Xandarian writing or what have you and get a, a thing of Xandarian peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> this was the whole process that you had to go through. And and everybody stayed in character. Like all the people that were working at the booth were like 100% in character the entire time. Like Disneyland. Uh, yeah. Or Disney World. Yeah, that's just what I say, yeah. Yeah, essentially. Like this, this is what the uh, the actual like vending machine looked like. And the guy was like, asking us questions like, is this how vending machines work on Earth? And and uh, and stuff like that as we were you know, waiting online you know to get our peanuts. I, I, have to, I have to admit, 
I love it when they when they commit to the bit. Yeah, exactly. And this this was a hundred percent commit to the bit. This was this was just what I wanted it to be um, on there. I wasn't expecting this to be on the floor, but was damn happy that I had that experience and that I waited online to get some damn peanuts. It was definitely <laughs> one of those things that you can only really do at a con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just, Oh, you're just like these random little like tasks that they give you that anyone can achieve. Yeah. And then, you know, you just wait on the line and we, since we went on Thursday, it wasn't like a super long line. Yep. Yes. Ian bringing this up. Thank you. Yes. Uh, the picture of the back to the future, the musical. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. I find found interesting about this year's New York comic con is the fact that I feel like, you know, we always think of, Comic conventions are basically pop culture conventions. Yeah. But when people say pop culture, they mostly mean movies and TV. Like comic books are there, but they're kind of like low key usually. Mm -hmm. And then like, but other types of media don't really get to play very much. But here at New York Comic Con, like you get off the subway and there are people throwing postcards at you for (laughs) Back to the Future and for Harry Potter. And there was panels for them. And again, you know, this, the booth that we were at was for a ride at a, at a theme park. So it definitely seems like they're looking at like conventions as a way to just talk about anything i guess it's kind of like right tangential yeah playbill had a booth i was just gonna say playbill had a booth playbill Mm. had a booth and multiple panels yes Uh, they missed an opportunity however because the only new york comic-con quote-unquote playbill they had was a sticker or like a like a a postcard that you could get if they had Mm. actually had a physical New York Comic Con Playbill, I would have put down $25 for that just to have it because it's a it's a unique souvenir that that would have been just added to like the the tons of playbills I have. I, to go to I, you know what? I'm sure somebody along the line made that suggestion. They'll probably if they do come back to NYCC, they will probably do that. Make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah. Oh, and they also had custom T-shirts uh, yet again for New York Comic Con. That was a a thing that they did a couple of years ago. That uh, I'm not sure if they had it last year, but they did definitely do it the year before that, where yeah. you could wait in line, choose a a T-shirt, and it would be custom printed for you while you were. waiting waiting for it which is the pretty play, which is a pretty cool the playbill should just be the programming program yeah instead of dens of geek it should just be like yeah i i would play bill it tells you every okay of all that. the panels i yep. didn't even see any of the program guides all weekend anytime i walked by mm-hmm. one of the, the where the the holders are yeah, i never saw gone. any i agree and yeah. then meanwhile like i see a woman walk past me and she's got a whole stack of them and i'm like i want to murder you I yeah, just need one. Yeah, need one. because clearly she's just going to put them all up on eBay and somehow think that she's going to make money off of. Uh, yeah, you know. there were a, there were a lot of tourists this year. There definitely were. There was, they were better stocked on the other days too. Like they had regular refillments of the programs, like especially mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, they were, I would see them come fill them back. I up, just had bad timing. Back. Probably. Which shouldn't ever happen. Like that thing should always just have at least a few. So if you need one, I use the app most of the time. Mm-hmm. But I found it to be kind of slow cumbersome. this year. Yeah, oh, yeah, cumbersome. I find it cumbersome. It's not yeah, the. I will pull, I will pull out app. the magazine and like. Yep. I need to see where this panel is at what time because I don't feel like dealing with the app. Yeah, it's Ooh. it's not it is not at all the best app. Uh, I I still think that Guidebook is is the premier uh, for uh, conventions. When it comes to you know signing up, I know that that it costs money, and that's why a lot of uh, places have decided to you know make their own apps to try to make it better. And New York Comic Con's app has always kind of sucked. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not about <laughs> trying to make it better. It's about the fact that they can get some guy yeah. in like a third world country oh, to yeah. build them an app for more for cheaper than Guidebook will charge them to put the program on that yeah, app. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Chris, so no offense to people who get work on Fiverr, but stop going to fucking Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, sorry, I, you no, have to bleep that out. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's it's fine. This is already going to have an explicit tag anyway. There have been enough curses, right. and I'm not going right. back and editing. Fudge you, butthole. <laughs> you should have told me. I would have. I would have held back. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Uh, Chris, what type of panels were you at? Because I mean, I know. I, I mean, that's that's. I know that's one. Yeah, of your I don't usually do. go to panels at your Comic Con. Like it's it's weird for me because usually when I go, I get a press badge, and then I try to find like one or two things to justify the press badge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this year, because I'm between outlets, I really didn't have like a drive to like do anything like yeah. i didn't even get the emails about the star trek panel because hey paramount if you're listening to this you need to fix your pressless situation <laughs> wow i did wow when you were saying gaming i thought you uh-huh. was, it was yeah that's huge that is oh a, no yeah it's yeah. beautiful that is a it was a nice. section man yeah. full section yep wow but uh yeah i didn't really do any press focused things so like Thursday, I just kind of, you know, farted around the convention center with you and the other people we knew. And then Friday, I was like, I just walked the floor, mm-hmm. just like did every aisle. I had intended to like not buy anything because I'm supposed to be moving at the end of this month. I'm like, yeah, yeah no more stuff that you need to pack up. <laughs> and then I'm like, God damn it, I need that dog book. You son of <laughs> so a bitch. I, <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I did buy a few things. Uh, and then like Saturday was my let me hide in a panel room all day. Because mm-hmm. the one thing about the Javits Center, the main Javits Center, not the the new annex, mm-hmm. is that the rooms they made, they basically, they're like three or four rooms deep. Yeah. And you once you're at, like, you get to like the fourth block of each of these rooms, you know, you're not really seeing anything. And maybe you can hear the people at the table, mm-hmm. you know, like speaking or whatever. So I would just like go in there and just hide in the back so I could like recharge my phone. <laughs> but, you know, I could still listen in on some of the panels. So I did attend. Yeah, let me I, I pulled out my phone just so I could read off the list. Uh, I went to the from the Great Gatsby to Hamlet, comic creators offer contemporary update to classic lit favorites. Ooh, nice. So there is there is some stuff I wanted to pick up from that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, let me. Yeah, the Yen Press. I don't normally do like anime manga panels, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know what? I, I, you know what it was is their booth was really interesting mm-hmm. on the exhibit floor because yeah. now they're going to start uh, publishing. Because normally they're a manga publisher, yeah. but now they're going to start publishing Korean stuff. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. Uh, Korean manga, and one of the ads like caught my eyes. So I was actually curious, so I ended up going to that panel. And because there's like, okay, because there's less than 150 people in this room, everyone gets a book. Yeah. So I got, <laughs> I got like a free, I got a free manga, and then I was like, I have to go find another panel so I can sit in the back and read the book. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I ended up at uh, I'm a superhero writing our favorite Marvel characters with uh, Preeti Cheever, uh, Samira Ahmed. And then I'm looking at the moderator, moderator Swapna Krishna. And I'm like, hey, she used to work at Engadget. So, nice. you know, I went up and introduced myself and we had a nice little friendly Star Trek chat. And, mm. and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. now I'm going to go hide in the back of the room because that's the only reason I came in here. And they're like, that's <laughs> Fine. <laughs> no. I think there's like an understanding that the people in the back of a panel yeah. room are not really there for you. They're That's just right. there because they need to sit down. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, sometimes sometimes you just find a creator sleeping in the back. That's just the way it happens. You're never you're never going to forget that. I'm you're sorry, always- Paul Levitz. If you're listening, you were asleep in the back of a panel room. Anyway, continue. 
<laughs> well, it was it was vertical comics even. Yeah. We went for our friend Ed, and then like we turned around, and there's just Paul Levitt stretched across several seats. It was it was actually kind of touching in a way. It, it was, yeah, yeah. But you know, I just I think for me, I mostly just wanted to like. I don't know, just feel like a normal fan again and just walking around. And earlier, uh, Julia was talking about how they have the different book publishers. Mm -hmm. And I always go to that section. Like Ian knows me, you know, I'm always like, we have to go there. We have to see what they have. Uh, Sunday used to be my favorite time to go to that section because usually they they didn't want to take anything back with them. Mm -hmm. So you could always get freebies. And then everyone else figured out that's when they give out the freebies. (laughs) So there's no more freebies. (laughs) But what I thought was interesting, and I'm sorry I'm not talking about panels anymore. No, no, but no please, This is my general like impression. What I found really interesting about the publisher section was that it was basically like a big book market. Yeah, you know, and like in, in a different way than like when you go to a comics convention because you know comics convention we think of things like long boxes and like special editions that you have to. When Ian posted the picture of the the IDW booth mm-hmm. where I did act actually buy uh i bought two copies of the lower decks number one the convention exclusive edition nice so one for my friend and one for me because i like the cover and i actually just wanted to read it because i'm a sucker that way mm-hmm. yeah but what i what i thought was interesting is yeah it was basically like this big book market and even when you went down to the artist alley uh which was next to the autograph hall and there was a booth for barnes and noble and they were just selling books and the thing is it was like always swamped yeah it's not like bars and noble doesn't exist in other places (laughs) but i feel like what's been happening is like yeah a lot of people kind of forget bookstores are a thing or there's and there's fewer specialty bookstores because like they'll walk into barnes and noble and it's like oh here's the latest bestseller from snooki (laughs) and but here like they walk into the barnes and noble booth and it's gonna be uh you know lee bardugo's shadow and bone there's like a whole stack of those and then they had like on one side was just all classics like you know like uh, frankenstein but they had like fancy like comic-y covers you know i saw one that was a I don't think it, I don't know if it was Robert Fagel's translation of like the Greek myths. And this girl's like, oh my God, it's comic. She opens it up and it was just the regular prose edition. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, the, the the light in her eyes just kind of faded at that point. But oh. I, yeah, I just, <laughs> I, it's interesting to me how conventions in general tend to be for some certain crowds. And you talk about tourists and everything. They're just a place to go buy shit. You're, you're paying, you know, 50, 60, whatever a, a day ticket is. Mm-hmm. And then to just go spend more money. Yeah. Because it's harder to connect with the stuff outside of that arena now. Like, like again, we were talking about how amazing it is that you can buy everything you want on Amazon, but now it's just so much noise. Mm-hmm. So this, in a way, is for people to find like things specific to their tastes now. Oh, sure, yeah, and, and I mean that that that's how I buy most of my comics, at least most of my trades for the year, is usually at a convention because it's there. You know, like I don't have to wait to get it. There's not that much of a discount difference for the most part, uh, and and they're they're on the floor. So if I'm if I'm finding a new and unique publisher that I didn't even know existed, but they're right there on the floor, and you know, they're the, the, like that one uh, that one publisher that I almost bought the Elvis book from. Um, oh yeah, the music one. Yeah, like uh, that. that I, 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 right? I, which one was it, Julian? Sorry. Z2. Yes, yeah. they do all the music ones. Yeah, yeah. Their books are beautiful. They're like, gorgeous. Holy crap. Those are some of the most beautiful, like, comic, like, physical objects I have ever seen. They got slipcases, too, you know. Mm-hmm. I love me a slipcase. I had to get that. This oh. April slipcase. I was like, give it up. <laughs> Run me that book. But I, I didn't even know that they existed until, you know. Oh, it, oh it, your, it, your Instagram it, feed hasn't been clearly not. infiltrated. 
Yep. By yeah, no, music. Ian, yeah, Ian's got a boring Instagram feed. He doesn't get the cool Yo. shit like we do. Like yeah. mine is all like besides dogs, uh, very small boutique tea brands mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. like books. And it's like, oh, here's a new role playing game that you'll never get to play. But right. you want it, don't you? Chris? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Yeah, I came I came dangerously close to buying the the Elvis graphic novel uh, just for I, I mean, the artwork is terrific. But the the actual like, that, yeah. execution of it and uh, and everything and it, it's it's great. I may I may still very well wind up ordering it from from Amazon or something sometime in the near future. But they had they had tons of great books there on display. So really oh, really. Oh, cool. uh, is Prime Day today or tomorrow? I think Prime Day is tomorrow as we're recording. Because yeah. uh, bookshop.org is doing free shipping on the same days as Prime Day. So if you like want to order something, but you don't want to give your money to Amazon, you mm-hmm. can put it towards a local bookshop and not Wait. have to pay shipping. Okay. Uh, time, time out, time out. I yeah. thought we had, I, we didn't, we just had, what, I don't even know what those preview days were. Uh, pre- There's pre- another Amazon thing this week? Yeah. Yeah. There's always something. Oh, they doing too much, man. Come on. It was just nice when just that one day in July randomly. Yeah. Nah, wait, it, okay. Not right, any, I just not I was anymore. confused by this. I didn't know this. I I was getting getting tweets from Mario sixty four talking about <laughs> oh, this is on sale, this is on sale, this is on sale. I was like, okay, I don't need none of that. Yep. But I, 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 I okay, but yeah, Z two, Z two. Yeah. Z two got some great books. Like, you know, since I follow a lot of music, mm-hmm. my algorithm was inundated when they start, first started putting out Stuff I know they also they they do the stuff with the gorillas so the gorillas are oh yeah mm-hmm. is with them damn it I was gonna get they they, they had a uh, twenty twenty I think twenty twenty two our book yeah. I went by that that booth twice and I forgot to get that yeah yeah they they they, they sell it there's multiple covers so it's it's they have a lot of they have a lot of stuff yeah um and and everything that, that just has the most action. beautiful form factors man yeah yeah yep good stuff they they, they had a, they had a panel. They had a panel yeah. with Ice Tea and Cocoa. Oh, <laughs> I thought Cause they, I saw that because they're doing like a new like crime universe or something with Ice Tea. Uh, uh, I was like, he should have some stories about the streets. That's your. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it's, easy, it's easy for them. They only live like you know fifteen blocks away. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was I was gonna say I was gonna say that, and also I mean he's been a member of the Special Victims Unit for years, so clearly yeah. he knows. Did you guys see the episode of the Boondocks where like um I think it was like. Gangs delicious or whatever, but he was he was talking to Riley about you know, I used to go to sleep at night and dream right. that Ice Cube would come in and kill my whole family, and now he's making <laughs> family movies. I think about that a lot when I look at Ice T. Oh no, I specifically I do remember that episode, and it's and the line it's a uh, who's the little one, Riley? Riley, yeah. Yeah. Riley goes the guy who makes family films. Yeah. <laughs> that little thing in his voice, like, I, I remember that so well. Yeah, I know exactly which episode you're talking about. I see made a song called Cop Killer. <laughs> I also, hey, I also just watched the episode of Rick and Morty again, the uh, the Get Swifty episode where Ice T is oh. in that, that entire episode until eventually he goes back to his home planet and his father turns him back into Water T. After, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. oh man, yeah, Julian, I, I I gotta I gotta hear more about this DC thing that you that you went to because like I I. I checked my email after talking to you on the floor, and I'm like, I got this email, but it went into my promotions, and I completely missed it, or else I probably would have been there, too, getting all the swag that you did. I always, always look at your promotions tab in yep. Gmail. Clearly. Always. Clearly. Always go through. <laughs> uh, so I think it was I think it was a few weeks ago, maybe even 
it was a while ago. Yeah. It wasn't quick. Um, subscribers to DC Universe. And I think it didn't go. It, I don't think it went to the monthly subscribers. Only people who have the annual plan. The annual, yeah, yeah. Which, um, which was me as well. Which is why I got the yeah. damn email. I just didn't see it. Yeah. So if you register for this special panel that was happening on Thursday night at a to be determined location, <laughs> uh, not first shady come, at first all. Serve, by the way. Not shady at all. To, to go, be yeah. determined location, not shady <laughs> yeah. at all. You would go to this panel hosted by Jim Lee, mm-hmm. uh, featuring Tom King. Mm-hmm. And Mark Silvestri and a surprise guest. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, bet. Like, I'm gonna go to this. Yep. Uh uh, yeah, you know, I was like, I actually saw that because I was gonna ask Tom when he was going to the convention, and then I didn't need to ask him because I saw like, oh, you got an event. He was like, Yeah. <laughs> um and so I signed up and then I almost forgot because I was like, hold up. Like, I didn't forget. I was like, they ain't got no address or nothing. Like, mm-hmm. and they sent out another email, like, right before the convention, like, this is what you need to do or whatever. This is where you need to go. Mm-hmm. So I put that in my, my, my Google calendar. So knock knock three times. The password is catfish. Like, yeah. So, yeah, like, basically, you had to go across the street from the convention uh, to, like, one of the little parks in this in Hudson Yards. And it was a soul cycle, mm-hmm. like in like one of those little park areas. Yeah. And you had to wait in the line. Yeah. And I was there. I waited in line. It wasn't too long. And then they take you into this building. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. Yep. And then you walk past this really fancy New York, New York ass lobby. Yeah. With this mm-hmm. great big desk area for you. I guess you would talk to people. Mm-hmm. They reminded me of, um, Morris's Justice League, how Lex Luthor would have a table, a desk made out of the oldest tree in the world or some shit. And they like walk in this student building and then we get on this elevator and there ain't no buttons. And I'm like, so so where the hell are we going though? There ain't no buttons in here. I don't even know what floor they just just the door closed, just go up. Uh-huh. Like, okay. You get out and they, they they walk you a little bit further. And then you take your bag off, but suddenly you feel like you're in the airport because they gotta do the, they gotta scan your bag. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where? What is? What is? This is just supposed to be a panel talking about some comic books, and, we, <laughs> and I feel like I'm in um, JFK right now. And then they, you know, they give you a, a and little then, t- and, and a little then they bag. Ta- and then they take you to the mini airport that's that's <laughs> attached to the building. You fly off to Tijuana, like <laughs> I wish. So they give you your little bag. You go into this, like basically one of this bigger conference room. Yeah. At this moment, I'm like, "Are we in? Am I in the Warner Brothers Discovery Building? I must be in the Warner Brothers Discovery Building. This mm-hmm. is, I'm in the heart of the beast. Stop! Don't let me see Zaz laugh <laughs> up in here. I'm gonna run him to fade real quick. But I'll take away my bad girl movie. But uh, <laughs> oh shit! Sit down, and I was like, "Dang, there was a gang of people in here. I didn't think it was gonna be this many." Mm-hmm. And you know, you sit down, I'm listening, and um. Uh, a lot of excitement. A lot of people talking about NFTs and crypto. I'm like, what kind of meeting? What kind of panel is this? Is this the right place? What, why are people talking about crypto and NFTs? When you talk about like some Batman comics or something? <laughs> and then like, you know, some of the DC folks came out. I forgot some of their names. These are fine people. They were very nice. Uh, they was like, uh, yeah, this is a special event for our DC Universe Infinite uh, yearly subscribers and and our bat cow 
uh, owners. And I was like, oh. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> like, and it was like, can we get a show of hands of like the DC Universe? It was, and I put my hand up. It was like, swear to God, it was like 10 to 12 of us. <laughs> and they said, the back cow. Like, can we get a hands of our back cow owners? And it was it clearly, was like, it was like 50 people. Like, mm-hmm. yeah! Woo! NFT! Back cows. I was like, really? This is. This I I thought I was going to see some some Jim Lee chatting, but it, eventually it was that right. Yeah. Um, eventually, like I think Jim Lee got there a little bit late, and they all came out, and Jim Lee introduced the panel. It was just basically just talking about stuff, talking about comics, and it was just for these special groups of people. So then, like him and Mark Silvestri were ch- were you know joking around about being in the studio together mm-hmm. thirty years ago and playing ping pong and. Jim Lee saying he won, and Mark Sylvester was like, no, you never won, and jokes about X-Men, and then Tom was there, and then they brought out Jeff Loeb, so then they talked about Hush, they talked about Tim Sale, uh, Mark Sylvester talked about doing his new Batman comic, the Batman and Joker team up, mm-hmm. like, find Commissioner Gordon, and um, then they was like, okay, well, we're gonna, like, give you some stuff, we're gonna give you this ash can, uh, it's like uh, the whole first issue in just Mark Silvestri pencils, um, black and white, um, signed Tom's new issue of Gotham Year One. Signed. They they talked to him about that, and then they talked. They gave us Hush Inverse Anniversary Edition, and that was signed by Jim Lee. And then there was also everybody who asked questions. They would give him a Black Adam action figure, and it was it was kind of it was kind of weird. Yeah, because of the the level of excitement of the like, I don't want to call them that they not comic book people, mm-hmm. but clearly, yeah, their gang affiliation was just Batman out. Crypto <laughs> and, Bros. They, they, was, they was really excited, but they also had their stuff there. They some of them people was in costume, like they was about it. I ain't gonna say I don't want to put that out there that I don't think they fans because clearly they are because they paid money for a non-existent Batman cow. Um, but yeah, it was doing creative showing pictures to Jim Lee about how they did like little paintings over him and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, and and that was it. There was a little meet and greet at the end, and like everybody like bow. It was like an hour and a half. Um, it was little, you know, a panel that you would get in the comic convention because mm-hmm. they had no real time limit. They could kind of. Go as long as they wanted to. Yeah, right. Um, the amount of free co- the amount of free like stuff I didn't expect either. Like, nah. a whole graphic novel and like all that. I was like, oh, okay. Like, y'all really out here giving out free product that y'all can sell. <laughs> but when when I when I yeah. went to those Marvel Infinite Plus panels uh, that they that they occasionally run at conventions, you'd get like one limited edition cover comic. And a poster and a sh- and a handshake like that's that's it. Now, here's the thing: is that next day mm-hmm. at the Jim Lee and Friends panel, yeah, they gave away some of the same stuff. Okay, which I was surprised because it was like, oh, y'all must have y'all had leftovers. Oh, like, they definitely had, had leftover. Yeah, you had plans for that. And then going back uh, to what Donna was saying, like I went to the Marvel Voices panel and I went to the Jim Lee and Friends panel. So most of the Jim Lee and Friends panel was talking about Milestone, mm-hmm. John Ridley's Batman, yeah, uh, Wildstorm returning, mm-hmm. and then at the end he brought out like Yo Joe Casada drawing covers, nice. which I thought was funny and didn't get enough news 
as I think it would have been a couple years ago to see like the guy who was running Marvel. Yeah. And, and cracking jokes on DC is now <laughs> suddenly back drawing covers in DC. Yeah. But I, I guess for me, I was just it was interesting to see that both both of the big companies both had I think a significant amount of um talking about new talent, diverse oh, yeah. books, right? Diverse characters pushed in new ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can say that without hating on. The Marvel brand, like that's I good. sometimes want to. That's good. I, can't. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate your candor, Julian. I appreciate your candor. <laughs> but I, I, I am checking my promotions tag from this day Always. forward. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was interesting to see it. I wonder if they do it again. I at hope other they do. Big conventions. I hope they do for me. For me, and you know, so I, I just, I just gave them more money because I got that. I got that ultra. Dude. I, I signed up too, and the best part is that I had most of a year still set, so I don't actually pay until like December. Same, or, yeah. same. I don't pay until next year. Yeah, I'll pay until April. Nice, nice. Yeah, my 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 renewal date was originally going to be January, so with the amount of money that I extra that I'm paying, I think I renew on like December 26 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I got a couple a couple of weeks free of it essentially. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of free comics. I just didn't expect that. Yeah, I think that got a Batman versus Robin comic too. Like every panel Damn. they had, they gave you free stuff. Nice. Marvel did too. They gave it the Marvel Voices panel. They had like a special version of that comic that I never read, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it didn't have the it didn't have the title on it. Like it was just like the art. And I was like, oh okay, that sounds cool. I, I wound up with That's one good. free comic while I was there on the floor on Thursday for being a Marvel uh, Unlimited Plus member. I was able to go up to the Marvel Unlimited booth, show them my my subscription, and got a special limited cover to uh, Ant- the Ant Man miniseries that just wrapped up that Al Ewing was writing. Uh, so issue four they gave me for free. So now I need to read issues one, two, and three so I can get the issue four that I got for free. But either way, it was it was a cool it was a cool cover. Hey, it was free it was, comics, bro. Exactly. You, you can. I know. Not, cost not, four knocking, five dollars. not knocking That's on that a- at all. Yep. <laughs> And 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 with a free digital, with and with a free digital for that matter, because Marvel still does that. Oh yeah, DC's like we don't need to do that. Just sign up for the Ultra app and yep, just just stream it like a Netflix show. Yeah, yeah. First, so first, Zaz, Zazlev gets rid of that. First four issues of Dark Crisis <laughs> on uh, on Infinite Earths are all available on on Plus right now. It's like, all right, okay, you you got me, you got me. That's it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, from my time there, you know, uh, on the on the full Thursday that I had, uh, and the like, the two seconds I was there on on Friday, uh, at least at least I was there long enough, and I'll I'll put the picture up that I, that I that I took with uh, Jamal and uh, and Donovan on the floor on Friday. But uh, what I w- what struck me about the convention when I was there <clears throat> was there was just how much I love Thursday. Like, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that is easily my favorite day of the entire con because mm. it's walkable, you can breathe, and there's actually some really good panels on Thursday that would otherwise go you know, missed, whether it be panels being run by uh, MYPL, which at one point were ran out of MYPL, and now they're now they're run at the place. Some schlub named Jamal had a couple of panels on Thursday. Um <laughs> You know, just just they treat they treat Thursday as like a professional development day for yeah, a lot right. of industry people, which I think is the smart way to go because you know you're going to get the least amount of fans because not everybody can get off from work. Yeah, so yeah, you will find more academically inclined panels that day. I would say. Yeah, and those are those are easily some of my some of my favorite panels to go to. And I mean, Jamal, for that matter, uh, I mean, how how how'd you feel the turnout was for uh, for the panels that you were that you were running? 
the 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 turnout was actually really good. Um, I think the the uh, the the comic book school panel was a little bit. We had a few more people, but I think I would honestly say the room was pretty close to like three quarters capacity, mm-hmm. which is which is good for yeah. like you know. Yeah, that's real good. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So, and there weren't small rooms at all. Um, so we easily had like maybe a hundred people in one panel, mm. which was good. That's, actually, that's great. For, you know, for an educational panel, especially. Absolutely. Uh, and I think it it, it kind of helps to have a man and hunter on your panel <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, can I can I also mention that? Getting you getting being able to sit next to Klaus Jansen as he's as he's going over like the how tos on, oh, on, yeah. on how to on how to you know draw comic art and and make comics like God damn man <laughs> that that was a that was an awesome panel like no joke like I, I had a great time at that one uh, excellent back and forth excellent uh, you know like insider information on on you know what it takes to to get your work out there and uh everybody who was on the panel had uh, had nice and unique takes and I, I love hearing Riley speak also cuz he's he's a he's such a he's such a good guy honestly yeah. but uh I, I also discovered something that day Klaus Jansen's voice sounds a lot like Tom Brevoort's <laughs> <laughs> if I, if I were to close my close my eyes cuz I just listened to Tom Brevoort uh, do a like breakdown of Amazing Fantasy 15 on the Amazing Spider cast uh sorry on the Amazing okay. Spider talk like if I closed my eyes, I'd have to be like, "Is that is that Tom or is that Klaus?" I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I, Klaus has got so much information, man. It's yeah, good. he does. He does. Yeah, it's we we were, uh, you know, between the two of us because you know I recently started uh, teaching at School of Visual Arts, and Klaus, mm-hmm. I think, just left okay. SVA after mm-hmm. teaching there for a lot of years, yeah. um, and he he gave me a little advice. You know, in in which you know, dealing with students. Nice. <laughs> count to ten. Count to ten before 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 you feel anything. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Breathe. That's 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 all you need to deal with students. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. But no, overall, I mean, I'm glad that if I were to do one panel, that was the one that I did. I mean, usually I do five, six, seven, eight at a at a convention, but right. did not have the opportunity this time around. It was a good time. And I got to sit on my butt for a little bit, which is also really helps a lot. Need that. Need that with all that, all that floor. Damn right. All the people. Yep. Absolutely damn right. Um, trying to think of uh, other people that I ran into on the floor. Uh, just, uh, you know, friends of uh, of the podcast and and friends in general that I ran into. Uh, uh, Lenny Cooper, who's been a longtime listener to CGS and uh, and a friend of both shows, Comic Timing and, and Comic Geek Speak, ran into there. Raph was going to be on this call, but he got to attend on Thursday. Uh, and, yeah, shout out to Raph. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, was his first, it was his first time back at a convention in a couple of years, and he was a trooper. He hung in there, and he did his full day on Thursday. And from the looks of it, he had a damn good time, and that's really all I asked for from him. Period. Comfort and Adam were there uh, at the con, and uh, and Chris and I got to have dinner with them on on Thursday night uh, at our 
now favorite Italian restaurant in the in the general area that is easy to book a, a reservation at. I'm going to keep that name close to the vest because I don't want people deciding at New York Comic Con that that's where they're going to go. But mm. I had a, had, a, had a really good time there. Um, got to... Yeah, just overall, just uh, walking the floor of, of the artist alley is, I think, one of my favorite parts of, of being at a con because, you know, you get to see a whole bunch of people that you haven't seen in years or haven't seen in a year and catch up with them and see how things have been going. You know, Tom yeah. Tom Kelly of... Uh, of uh, of uh, uh, his his book uh, Foot Foot Fist Frankenstein got to catch up with him for a little bit uh, ran into Tom King on the floor and talked to him for a little while and yeah it, it was a it was a it was a great time even for the one day you know so had a wonderful experience how was the wedding the wedding the wedding went well um uh, and in while in Boston uh, after the wedding uh, on that. Sunday before I headed back, I got to hit Newbury Comics for the first time finally, uh, hmm. and that was awesome. Uh, Newbury Comics, like it's basically Boston's Midtown Comics, uh, in only nicer. Because <laughs> uh, the 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 one that I went to uh, is uh, not too far from uh, Union Oyster House, so it's like smack dab in like downtown Boston, a, a little bit past like their Holocaust Memorial. Uh, they have uh, a whole bunch of their old, uh, uh, you know, older buildings, and they have like this mall area there, and then that's where the Newberry that I went to is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, two floors, and the first floor is very narrow, but it has where most of their like pop finals are. But then you walk upstairs, and you think like, oh, okay, this is a nice small space for comics, and then you realize, wait, there's another room, and you realize, wait, there's another room. And you realize, wait, there's another room. It's like <laughs> it's 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 like five rooms long, and they have like they have vinyl records, they have uh, a t-shirt section, they have manga, they have graphic novels, they have single issues, they've got more pops, they got a clearance section, which was hilarious because you got to see all the pops that nobody was buying. Um, it, it's uh, and 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 for that matter, there were even some really good comics that were in the clearance section too. But I, I'd already spent my money. They were doing a buy one get fifty percent off sale when I was there. Uh, so I got uh, the final volume of Paper Girls, and I got the first volume of uh, of Rainbow Rowell's uh, She Hulk as mm. my uh, as my buy one oh, okay. buy one get one fifty percent off. And I had a, had a great time. So even though I was not at the con, I still had a comic book experience in Boston. And uh, most importantly, the Red Sox aren't in the aren't in the playoffs. I didn't have to deal with any of that crap. So yeah, good times. <laughs> yeah, you heard that, Boston. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. That cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it was it was a good time, and I got to ride in a cellar for the first time in my life, which is a things very, are amazing. Very things are amazing. Very relaxing experience, man. Like not having to worry about lining up on a train uh, to then you know hope that you get the seat that you want. Like they 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 play it like uh, like an airport, you know. You, you get your you get your assigned seat, and you sit your ass down, and that's it. You can line up right when the train is leaving, and then from there you shave a solid forty five minutes to an hour off your your commute because it's a very very fast train, and there were some gorgeous sights to see because it was the middle of the day. So yeah, good times. Wonderful. Exactly. Not being crammed into a convention center, but you know, eh, what can <laughs> you're you doing do? okay. Exactly, you're doing okay. Doing all right. Doing all right. the the only The only thing that I, that I'll say is, 
looking forward to next year and what the convention is going to look like in 2023. Because the dates mm. are already set, it's it's going to be the same damn weekend. They have Columbus right. Day weekend down, you know, down pat. Uh, October twelfth through fifteen. I remember, I remember the, the dates. It's like twelfth through fifteenth. Yeah, exactly. This time. Um, and just what the experience is going to be for con goers and what it's going to be for being in the convention itself uh, next year. Because um, they've got a whole year to plan it out and figure out what they want to do. Uh, come twenty twenty three, we don't know what the world's going to look like then either, because that's the way we are now. Um, but, uh, I'm hoping that whatever kinks happen this year, they work out and that it's more like the comic con that, that I love. Cause you know, I mean, again, I only had the one, I had the only, only had the one day experience. So like, I can't even really like say good con, bad con. I had a con, um, that there were, you know, shit stolen this year, that there were a couple of incidents that like that going on, that there was rowdiness, that there was, you know, near riot uh, at freaking Peach Momoko's booth. Like, what the hell? Um, right. We, we I can't, did not hear about that. That's great. Yeah. We can't have that happening in 2023. This, yeah. has, this has to be one. I also found a loadout of Artist Alley kind of sucked on Sunday because they mm. turned off all the escalators. What? So if you had carts, you needed to wait for the elevator. Oh, and then they also kept us from going out through the lobby. They closed off the 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 Forty uh, Fifth Street entrance. Oh, come on! So they were forcing everybody to go back downstairs. So because they were they weren't letting people go out with hand carts <laughs> or or trolley or dollies because they didn't want right. car they didn't want riders to for the convention center mm-hmm. and it was just. Annoying. Yeah. Very, very annoying. Not, and, and that sounds like that's more Javits than than NYCC because I guarantee yeah. you, like somebody somebody didn't get the memo. Like, yeah, that was that was my favorite part back in the day uh, when we had the you know the the original Javits North. You know, the annex was like right when like five, four, three, two, one, back doors open and like, yeah. And, oh, and my favorite my favorite time in the exhibition hall is Sunday when it closes and they mm. open the doors and every pigeon that's been trapped in there for five days makes a fly for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, sweet freedom. And they all just swoop out like in one en masse. It's beautiful. Oh, man. You know? also, also, just a random note, Javits' food situation gets better and better every single yeah. year. Like, because they're, oh, they're yeah, figuring really out, good. Yeah. No, they're figuring out what to do with the food trucks. And they're like, they had more food trucks. They had a, a little bit better variety mm-hmm. than they've had in previous years. Yeah. So they're, they're figuring it out. And sessions, like, They've got some new concessions in there as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I got a rice bowl from Carilla, which was actually pretty. It was pretty damn good. Car- yeah. <laughs> Car- Carilla is one of the better options there. Uh, they they even have a, a okonomiyaki uh, in in there, which they had last year outside mm. in the you know the food truck area. But there's also right. a stall inside now. Oh, uh, uh, okay. So like over by the gaming section, they had a whole ah. okonomiyaki section set up and. I never oh, expected to find Okonomiyaki on the floor of a Comic-Con, I'll tell you that much. Well, I mean, remember, like, you know, pre-COVID, they did actually have a crepe station in the back. They did, yep. Yes. <laughs> they also kept had, you three they days in a row. That was a, that was a first. Yeah. <laughs> they had the, the, the Amazon snitching store. You walk in, <laughs> and you just supposedly grab things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It was, that came in handy when you just want to get a soda real fast and, and keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. Walk in, walk out. That's it. Hey, we we, we, sw- we swear you paid. We swear, okay? Trust oh, me, you oh, paid. Oh, 
Oh, they know. <laughs> them stores is the feds. I know what it is. <laughs> the only time they got me in one of them stores is at New Comic Con. Yep. Yep. Or so, Coca Cola. So Julian, would you go back and would you go back next year as a as a professional, or uh, or, or are you you're only going to come back if you have a place to sit? I'll, I'll I'll think about it, but okay. I'll you know maybe I'll be lucky enough to have something, and then I can go have a table if they let me back in. Yep. Um, we'll see. It yeah. was cool to see people. Oh yeah, no, That's, absolutely. You know, it was, I went mostly for networking, and you know. You know, meet meet people again or meet new people. So some of the people I knew aren't aren't at those places anymore. So mm-hmm. you know, starting over is always fun. Yeah. Uh, and seeing people like seeing you, seeing Jamal. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the ELC guys. I yep. wish I could have saw Pants. Uh, yeah. Same. Same here. Same here. Pant. Both Pants and Deemer were at were at uh, New York Comic Con on the day that I was not, but they got to at least meet. Yeah. Up. No, I, I talked to Brian for the first time in years. Nice. Yeah, which nice. is nice. Yeah, no. didn't get to see pants though. Yeah, pa- pants. Yeah. It, uh, people thought he was cosplaying a Phillies uh, player, which is hilarious because he was wearing <laughs> his uh, his fifty two pants jersey, yeah, right. walking around. So that's 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 pretty funny. But they got to have a talk with uh, with Sal, and uh, I'm sure that that was probably the bulk of the time that they were there because once you get Sal talking, you know you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, that Alex Ross booth was was booming though. I don't, <laughs> oh yeah, that was always packed. The whole convention. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it was it was a good it was it was something I, w- I would think about. You know, it's, it's New York. It's good to visit friends and see people that I don't get to see. Yep. So. Uh, uh, any anybody anybody else have uh, have thoughts on next year and what they'd like to see different uh jamal uh i think the 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 biggest thing is that they really need to like crowd management Mm -hmm. crowd control yeah it's 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 been a problem for as long as nycc has been going yeah Mm -hmm. you know other conventions are much better about it Mm -hmm. uh and they need to make a decision as far as like mass compliance is going to go. Of course, like you know, it, it it really it it makes it difficult for a lot of people who you know are immunocompromised, yeah, to be able to to you know have a good time and yeah. enjoy yeah. their hobby. It's, yeah. I think it's unfair. No, absolutely. And if you're going, and if you are going to enforce masks, like real, don't half-ass it. Mm-hmm. Like really enforce it. Yep, definitely. Uh, Dono, uh, what, what if you do wind up back next year? What are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, I would like to go again next year because um, this was kind of just me, kind of just jumping back into things. And with this in mind, I would like to. Just I guess kind of just see more, just to kind of like if I know what to expect or to anticipate, kind of plan it out a bit more. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, uh, plan more time, plan to spend more times uh, uh, with people like you guys. I mean, you you yeah. were there for a couple of days. I saw you for your second day for a bit. So I think I think just kind of more, my friend Stella calls fellowship. <laughs> uh, I guess general planning uh, would improve the experience even more than it is. Yeah, it, it, it's honestly like it, that's that's. 
simultaneously the best part and also the hardest part to actually do, which is because there's so much to do with the con. It's like, okay, I'm in, I'm, I'm in aisle D. Where are you? Aisle Q. Okay, let me. I know, right? Let, let, me, let, me, let, me try to, let me try to run across the entire hall and try to figure out where you are. And like, then you get there and like, oh, now I'm in aisle C. Like, I was coming to you. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's it, that's just con life for you right there, man. It's 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 super duper. It, it's the best part and the worst part all at the same damn time. But that's true. I I, I do love that. Yes, that, that is kind of like a like a, a tricky thing. But like that is just even think about it. It kind of brings back fond memories. Oh sure. And and my favorite damn part of the entire con was again Thursday night, right before closing in the artist alley. I just just standing in the middle of one of those aisles and then literally everybody I know just keeps walking towards me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, so clearly this is all I should have been doing in the first place is just stand in the aisle and just wait for people I know to walk by, say hi, talk for a little bit. They move out, new group comes in and that's and that's it. So that's that's Comic-Con right for you right yep. there. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Chris, uh, any any changes you'd make for for next year? I mean, yeah, it'd be nice if the masking policy was figured out. Uh, I mean, aside from that, it's really all just logistical stuff. Like, again, the bathrooms are always a pain in the ass. They don't seem to be interested in really fixing that problem. Uh, One of the escalators, I think it's the one that went into the autograph hall, wasn't working for most of the weekend. Mm. So if you had to climb up it, it was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Mm. Like there was so much trash embedded in it. Like I'm not going to I'm going to spare the listeners and the video people watching at the sight of it. It was was horrible. But yeah, mostly I, I, I need the Javits Center to do better. That's fair. Like yep. The convention is what it is. Like it didn't. It wasn't really that different for me, you know. But in terms of like how they manage the crowds, it needs, you know, it just all that stuff needs to be done way better. Yeah, no, I hear that, and 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 that's been a complaint of at least for the Javits Center for I feel like almost as long as New York Comic Con has been running. <laughs> like crowd 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 management. It's like okay, we'll do it this way this year. Maybe it'll work. Okay, so it worked a little bit better, but maybe next year we'll try this instead. Oh, that worked a little bit less. Let's try that this time that only combine it with a little bit this and then we'll just ship the rest of the people off into space. Okay, no, that didn't work. So let's let's bring them back down to space and we'll bring them over to the north section. Like eh, it's a little bit a little bit of everything. Although at least now almost everything is on site. That's that has been the biggest improvement because I hated when they had running around to like different libraries. Oh, and, I can't uh, even imagine New York Center. City. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. What yeah. is like? Oh, you gotta go to the Manhattan Manhattan Center down like mm-hmm. freaking long ass avenues away. Yep, Madison Square Garden had events. Over there. Yeah, Madison yeah. Square Garden mm-hmm. had. Events. I think I do think that if the con continues to expand, because I don't know the attendance numbers, but I know they were saying they were expecting like almost 200,000 people. But I think now that Hudson Yards are open and there's Mm -hmm. like actual, there's things like the shed. Mm -hmm. So like if they do need to expand, they'll try to keep it in the general area. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, hey, did you guys um, notice like, like in the Hudson Yards area, like where the the subway exit or entrance is, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did you notice that there was like, you know, industrious comic creators who just, Yes. Set up table. Oh yeah, I noticed. I was just oh, selling yeah. their stuff. I love that bit, level yeah. of hustle. Yeah. Like oh, I was I, like, I, I, I can't I li- get in. I like Yo. that uh, <laughs> the uh, the guy who does that that indie comic Calico. Yeah, like he put up like two giant banners on like thirty fifth, like thirty fifth or thirty sixth street as you're walking back towards. 
10th Avenue is like banned by New York Comic Con. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that hustle. I love it. Like, I was like, you don't see that. I don't see that any other convention. Like, oh, I can't get in. Oh, I'm still gonna have a table. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna sell these books. Yep, I will be here all day. And and, and, <laughs> there was, and there were some pretty good food vendors and food trucks set up all along, like right where the entrances were to the uh, to the subway. So oh, yeah. was, that's 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 something that I didn't know. After going to San Diego for almost ten years, um, does New York City Comic Con ever do the thing where like they kind of have like flyers around the city? Leading up to the con, or is that is that just in San Diego? No, that's a that's a San Diego. Yeah, thing. That, that's definitely. They're, they're starting to do. I did see like a couple of bus ads, mm-hmm. but they don't have like the banners hanging the, the way that they do in San that Diego. Doesn't, um, yeah, doesn't like like Alex Ross have like some some. He um, did. He bought. Well, he had to some, buy some, that some yeah. money. Yeah, like he yeah. put some money in billboards <laughs> yeah. in that area. And I was like, you, you really are selling them it's for a lot of money if you can afford oh, the yeah. New York City. Criminal enterprise, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but San Diego is different. The, like, the whole, that whole downtown area of the city basically becomes a comic book geek refuge. Like, that's yeah. their industry. Yeah, they make so much of, money for the year for the entire city. Absolutely. All yeah, for absolutely. those five days. So, the, yeah, they're going to do everything. New York is kind of like, bro, we got teams in the playoffs. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> <laughs> getting on, getting on the seven trade to get back when the mess was still playing. Oh, that's, that's and I didn't pay attention, oh, bro. But that's the that's the big difference between San Diego and New York. Like, mm-hmm. like literally, I would we went to Corinne Rio and I went to Koreatown Saturday night, and yeah. I was literally playing cosplayer or just out for Korean food. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's one of my favorite games to play. <laughs> and the best part is that sometimes even when there's no con on, you'll just see right. somebody randomly cosplaying. Like in the oh, in absolutely. the middle of the streets in New York, because that's just the way it is, you know? It's a party. It you damn a party right. Or something. Yeah, you're damn right. Yeah, and, well there's I saw the the New York Times did an article last week about the what is New York Instagram account, which is basically just all the weird shit. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like not just pizza rat, but the, the the cockroach trying to get a cigarette into the tiny hole. And they were like, it look it looks just like if you've ever tried to move a couch into an apartment. This is what it was. <laughs> but it's also the, the people who like run across subway stations and they jump from the platform to the platform, which is just crazy. And yeah. So I was thinking yeah. that a lot. And, they, and mind you, what is New York actually did a New York Comic Con post? They were like, New York Comic Con or dot dot dot. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they don't know like this is new york people are crazy and, and by and by the way for for the listeners yes. who did actually want oh, to see wow. the animated series uh peter parker and mary <laughs> jane job well done on that cosplay job i know well no, but done. that's that's the best kind of cosplay it's subtle oh yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yep they, they they i was happy i was like just geeking out and they're like we didn't think anyone was gonna notice i was like are you kidding yeah. me there, there was a time just talking about like New York logistics and stuff like that. There was a time, um, what was it, two, in 2019, where it was easier for me to just stay on the seven train and go all the way into Queens and then go into the Bronx than it was for me to deal with the cosplayers that were all getting off at 42nd Street and going right. and going their 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 separate ways on the last day, and. Again, that's something you can do in New York because, I mean, there, there's, you know, everybody going everywhere and you go far enough and it's like you were never even at the con. Uh, with San Diego, San Diego is San Diego Comic-Con for, right. the, for the large amount of that city area for that weekend. That's it. You go five yeah. blocks, 
in New York, in New York, you're back in New York. That's it. <laughs> so that's that's the difference right there. I oh, think. I want a, a shout out to the MTA for minimizing the amount of subway shenanigans. Yes. Oh yeah. No, that yes. was good. Yes. That was good. That yep. was good. There was, I had no problems getting to the seven and getting to Hudson Yards. There were two like, years in a row. To, there were two years. years. There were two years in a row, Jamal. Where mm. back when I was living in Brooklyn, I had to take the F train because the Q was not running. Right. The, the, the weekend of, of New York Comic Con. That was one of the weekends that I got to see them filming Joker at a random F train stop because they had like <laughs> uh, like Gotham sent uh, you know Transit Authority trains stopped at I think like 18th Avenue or something like that. Right. But not my favorite thing in the world. I'm glad that was not the case this time around. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we did a good job of uh, of deconstructing everything. Uh, anything, anything else you guys want to bring up, uh, comic related, uh, in the last you know ten fifteen minutes here before we wrap things up? Uh, oh, uh, they they you know as is their their usual you know bullshit. Mm-hmm. Somebody they've been leaking the uh, the mid credit scene from Black Adam. Of course they have. Of course they have. Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised. Really? Spoiling that, yeah. but I heard that Grace Randolph spoiled something and and should be getting in trouble for it. Yeah. Oh no, no. People have been like Warner Brothers is basically like, you know, boom, boom, boom. DCMA, DCMA, DCMA. Yeah. It, I, really? We're, like we're, yeah. really? Like yeah. New York just saw it I know. last night. Yeah. 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 It, so see, see. <laughs> Hey, that don't happen on screen is down here in DC. Spoilers, <laughs> I know what say. it is. Since ever since Spider-Man No Way Home, it's it's like spoilers. Like who cares? Like what you think? We're gonna spoil yeah. as much as like there really used to be. Like I feel like like, like a the wire kind of like you know there there used to be honor in these streets, and now it's just, mm-hmm. just like. You know, <laughs> No, no, you can't, like, like, no, you, you can't have prizes. The prizes have to be spoiled for you. Exactly. Yeah. You, know, I, you can't. You can't yeah, be genuinely surprised by stuff. I spend ah. so much time writing around things when I write my reviews. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to just like let me give you the setup and stuff you've possibly seen in the commercials. I don't want to even go into the full of Act One. Like I'm right. just going to talk about. The effects is good. Yeah. This the performances are good. Yep. This is what I think. And if I say something that doesn't work, I'm not going to spoil what I don't feel is work. I'll talk around it. But the fact these posts on YouTube and the TikToks and the yeah and all, let's just go right in and be like, yo, here it is. Like, bro, right. like, like for real. You know, like, I was sorry, I'd be the cut. No, you're, you're good. You're good. No, what the my, the last thing that genuinely surprised me, and I apologize to anyone listening to this who doesn't know, but I went to see Dragon Ball Super Superhero. There was a post credit scene. I did not know it was there. Like, I'm like, I got to pee. And I get up and I'm like, nobody's moving in this theater. (laughs) Is there something after the credits? And it was worth it. Mm -hmm. I will not spoil it. Yes, it it was. Yeah. I will. Yeah, that's that's my my recommendation is you need to see Dragon Ball Super Superhero, even if the name is stupid as shit. (laughs) Yes. Like many things in Dragon Ball Super. Exactly. Exactly. I will not take this Dragon Ball disrespect. (laughs) <laughs> I have had the Excellent. most fun seeing Dragon Ball Super movies in the theaters. Like it, it is, it has been a great joy, including the time that I got to see a, a screener of it uh, on Funimation's dime, and then they paid for bowling afterwards. Like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, that that was that was pretty damn awesome. Yep. That is nice. I don't get that love. I, they just send me. Email. Yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> that was that was uh, the Broily movie, and yeah. my brother was sitting next to me, going, "This isn't my Broily." 
That movie slapped. It was so cool. And so, so much better. It's, it's, As a person who watched every Broly film before yep. and saw that new one, I was like, I, re- I rewatched that movie. Yeah. If it's on stars and I'm flipping channels, because mm-hmm. yes, I still have cable. Yep. That joint getting watched. I bought the figure. I almost yes, bought sir. that New York Comic Con special paint job, but I already got that figure. Mm. So I don't need another one. That's how much I like Broly. Hey, hey it was Broly. it was it was great to see Goku versus the Hulk. Like it was it was good times. <laughs> it was amazing. It, it really was amazing. Was. I, Dragon Ball Super Superhero though, like like as a particular North American fan of Dragon Ball Z for a particular era. Yeah. That shit was just so pandered to me, and I love every second of it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, it was, yeah, it was total, yeah. like, fanfic because it's, like, about, you know, Gohan's real dad. Piccolo. Piccolo Grandpa Piccolo. Yeah. Oh, Grandpa Piccolo. It's 60% of Piccolo, movie. His cat phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I, I am I'm I, I still haven't seen it. I'm gonna see it. Okay. So oh, yeah. so I, I wanna know as little I wanna know as little as possible well, no, about it. That, but I, I, okay. So Ian asked Sorry. me for all the spoilers. He's like, I need to know. I need to know. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's fine because I want to spill the beans on this one. I love it. Grandpa so the, the, I love the it. first thing I saw at New York City Comic Con was the Dragon Ball area. Mm-hmm. And like I, I had like I had like the Steve Universe stars in my eyes. I was like, oh, this is working on me. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, th- and 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 New York Comic Con always does a good job with uh, with those in particular. Um, yeah, that Bandai puts the money out. That's 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 it. It's just it's just plain and simple. Yeah. Um, there's something else I wanted to talk about on this call in particular because Chris is on it, and that's the New York Comic Con trailer that came out for Picard season uh, three. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you for that delightful stink face, Chris. <laughs> oh, middle fingers have come up. Oh, clearly I've picked the right, I picked the right track here. I haven't uh, heard one good thing about this show. This could be the rest of the podcast. Me going. Uh, uh, well, I, I don't I know. Is it, it. is it bad? I mean, it's uh, okay. It's, it's not. It's not necessarily bad because I, I actually enjoyed a decent amount of the trailer. It's just it's it. You talk about fan service, like you talk about how Dragon Ball Super <laughs> superhero so was fan service. They're, so pandering. It's almost the entire cast of Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, you know, teaming back up again for season three. Uh, in the trailer, again, this is not a spoiler for those who have seen the trailer. If you have not seen the trailer, do not listen to what about it was about to come out of my mouth. But la, will, la, 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 la. Moriarty is is back, so. The freaking yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I'm slightly cut off because I don't want to be too vulgar. Oh, I, I have to correct you. It's the entire cast of Star Trek: The Next Generation because Denise Crosby is also going to be ah, on the card. There you go. But what about Wesley? You can see her in the trailer. What about Wesley? No, what about Wesley? Just, but, but they already like announced that she's going to be yeah. in, in the show. Yeah, yeah. They, they 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 did announce it. Yeah, one way or the other. So it'll probably be like like mirror like either her 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 alternate. Or her, yes. or her daughter, or, or yeah, it's probably something Sila like that. Will be back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like basically, Brent Spider can come back as lore. Like that's yeah. what they did. Right. Uh, so yes, why? Why? I, you know, I'll, the short version of why Star Trek Picard annoys the hell out of me, and it's not even the fan service of season three. I feel like the fan service season three is them trying to salvage all of the mistakes they've made. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the problem is like. The first season, there was like grim, dark, hu- and then humor, grim, dark, and then humor. Like it bounced back and forth. It yeah. didn't know what it wanted to be. It was really frustrating to watch. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of season, like I was enjoying season two. I was feeling great about season two. And then they 
got rid of the entire cast yeah. except for Rafi and Seven of Nine. I mean, mm-hmm. aside from Picard, yeah. just so they can bring on the next generation people. Yep. And it's not even like the characters of Picard are my favorite characters, but they deserve so much better than to be treated like that. Okay. Like, Sounds like Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> yeah. I, I did not like that movie. I, 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 I did, and that's fine. I haven't watched it because I just wanted my lady Ghostbusters back. I I am not afraid of no ghost. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Ghostbusters makes me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, I I hope that season three at least is satisfying in one way or the other. I hope. The other thing that bugged me about watching that trailer again. Yeah. You just want, you just want me to nerd out over here. I'll keep this short. I, I, I I knew this was, I knew you needed to say it. So I give it to you. Besides the fact that it's very fan wanky is what bothered me was watching that trailer. And there's a whole thing with like Worf and he's like, I have taken a path of pacifism. And I'm like, they're just setting him up for a string of jokes. Right. And I don't like, Worf in anything TNG related because like when he got on DS9 they took the character so much more seriously and like they developed the character more fully and then whenever he was in one of the next generation movies he was just you know reduced to a joke again and that just it just kind of bugs me I'm like if this is supposed to be where they give the guitar cast a proper send off because Nemesis is freaking piece of crap yeah you know like I mean could we not fall into the same patterns yeah I'm really, I'm, I'm really enjoying enjoying this 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 uh this flavor of geekitude because uh <laughs> I wouldn't know otherwise because I'm actually like uh, I'm following a, a Star Trek podcast so I've rewatched or I've watched all the original series mm-hmm. I've watched the uh the first six original Star Trek movies and I'm starting I'm into the early season two of TNG so I really okay. don't know what comes next aside from oh when you when, get to season three it's it's beautiful and when you get to Deep Space Nine mwah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will say, I mean, you know, no, Ian has, I assume, has not watched Lower Decks yet. Today. I, I watched it right before we, we recorded. I, I haven't watched it. Okay. We're not spoiling okay. it, not spoiling but it. I did scream at the TV. I was yeah. literally screaming in my apartment. It is good that I am moving because yeah. my neighbors probably hate me now because mm. I was like, you'll, you'll, you'll be thrilled. God. You'll no. be thrilled with how. Uh, aware of themselves, they are Jamal. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm just, I'll just leave it at that. And 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 the episode from a couple of weeks ago with the the DS9 reunion. Oh yeah, that was hysterical. Again, uh, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Next the, is, is my yeah. is, is probably my favorite Star Trek show on, yeah. on right now. As I said, I bought the comic at the con. The comic is written by Ryan Dwarf, so it's just as funny. It makes all the self-referential jokes. Nice. I'm like, okay, that was a deep cut, which <laughs> I appreciated. So that's that'll be my comic recommendation for this episode. Is uh, issue two just came out yesterday? Mm-hmm. I don't have it yet because they didn't sell it at the con. I feel yeah. cheated. Like, <laughs> like what's the point? Sell me something a few days in advance. God damn it! Nice. So. Yeah, my my, my, my my comic book recommendation, uh, even though I haven't read it yet, is I have Saga Volume 10 uh, sitting waiting to be read because now that that's out, uh, it immediately was pre-ordered and delivered to me uh, on the Friday of New York Comic Con when I wasn't here to read it. Mm. Uh, and I am definitely going to devour that sometime within the next couple of days because I've been waiting way too long to read more Saga and it is there for me. So, hell yes. <laughs> so, Okay. I have comic recommendations, two. Yes. Two of them. Yes. Last issue of Once in Future just came out. Nice. Which is, uh, it just ended so well. Mm-hmm. And Eight Billion Genies from Image by yeah. Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. I, I, I've been hearing great things about Eight Billion it, Genies. It completely surprised me. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, Julian, you got any recommendations? Okay, the only thing I've read recently was Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths number five. Mm-hmm. It was fire. Yep. You about that crisis life? It's true. You're gonna be about this this issue. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying getting in there. Yep. Getting some real big reveals, new things happening. Yep. And I guess uh. I mean, I just be reading the little manga on the show to jump app. So, you know, that One Piece is, <laughs> is fire. You know what I'm saying? They got a yeah. big reveal of a character we've been hearing about since, uh, I don't know, 19, I mean, like 2000 or something. Like, yeah. you just finally see him and it's it's interesting. Nice. So, One Piece always and that Dark Crisis on that Infinite Earths. That's all I got. Dono, you got anything? All right. Well, well. Uh, not to make him lonely with the manga recommendations, but like I, I, I enjoy reading Hajime no Ippo, uh, the classic box, uh, boxing series, mm-hmm. uh, which is improbably even longer than One Piece. So that's the yeah. that's scared up for chapter fourteen hundred. Nice. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, in terms of comic books, um, still, you know, really enjoying. No, I'm, I'm interested in the new. Um, I liked the. Uh, Batman Two Face One Bad Day one shot mm-hmm. that was really good yeah uh, especially the artwork it, it it was it was different than what I was anticipating it was a really solid one shot Batman story that was very good uh, Batman versus Robin by Mark Wade is really good yeah. it is yeah it is actually really good yeah like, like, like that's things. definitely you know it's, and it's continuing off of a thread from uh, the world's finest comic that he's doing uh, which, which this just kind of just classic comics. Um, I am really going back and forth on Amazing Spider-Man by Zeb Wells. You know, like you got like John Romita Jr. and Scott Hanna on art, mm-hmm. so it feels classic. But uh, I dig the writing mostly. The mm-hmm. whole Norman Osborn without his sins, he's Peter's employer thing. Yeah, that's that's really, really, really hard for me to buy because mm-hmm. it's like it's not so much like it's the tension it's like norman i need help fighting the vulture it's like i, I don't i don't i don't know about this but, but i really like the crime angle i like the, the whole tombstone thing yeah. i like the whole uh 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 80s hot goblin thing he's gearing up mm-hmm. with a black cat so like yeah i am enjoying it it's not it's not a clean enjoyment but i am i am digging asm right now yeah i i i still need to read the hobgoblin stuff that just came out i haven't gotten to that yet but I've been overall digging it, and yes, I agree the Norman Osborn stuff's a little bit weird, but remember, Sin Eater. He ate his sins, you see. That's that- comic book crap, and you know it. <laughs> oh, I know. Please. But it, it, it's it's good comics overall, though. I, I think Zeb and, uh. Zeb and John Romita have been doing a great job, and Ed McGinnis is doing a couple of issues coming up on on art, on art chores. I believe he did the, uh, was it 900 that just happened? He did, yes, and he's, he's going to be writing, uh, sorry, drawing some of the stuff upcoming for the uh, for that uh, uh, big crossover they're doing with the uh, scorned clones, so mm. that, 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 oh my god, that'll that'll be a whole thing. I'm sure the Ben Riley fan in me is going to absolutely love every single minute of that. I, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a raise cane and catch a case of that. Like I saw mm. that that big banner they had for like chaos or whatever it was, and I was just like, you backstabbing. <laughs> is it? Okay. Oh, just because you mentioned the one bad day. Uh, Solicited this month in previews, and which means it'll be out in two months. Jamie McKelvey drawing a Catwoman one bad day. Mm. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I can't ask for better yeah. than that. Like, yeah. I, I cannot wait for that. That's going to be so damn good. Yeah, the Two Face one was actually really good. Yeah, I've, I've heard it was. And uh, I, there's a, what is it? Or Mr. Is, there, is the Mr. Freeze one out yet, or is that uh, this month? 
I think that's this month. I, I think, don't think okay. it's out yet. Yeah. I just want these all collected in the hardcover. I can't wait to have them all on my shelf. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think that's that for the most part. Uh, let's go around a table and let people know where you live. Uh, don't actually give addresses because then you'll get stalkers. But Jamal, uh, let them know where, you, where they can find you on the Internet. Uh, mostly on Twitter at Jamal Eigel and on Instagram at uh, Jamal Eigel, oh, Jamal underscore Eigel underscore artist. Um, I'm on Facebook, but I don't check Facebook as often as I used to. Yes. So. Yet, yet another fan of the underscores. I appreciate that as I underscore am underscore sci-fi. So, yes. <laughs> uh, Julian, where can they find you? Um, Julian Lytle on social media. That's where you can find me. Hell yeah. Um, L-Y-T-L-E is how you spell my last name. Um, I look for pictures of my me wearing expensive tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, random thoughts about rap music and occasionally I'll talk about comics but I don't want no smoke from no bad actors that is true so that is true I'll just you know none of us do <laughs> well yeah yeah so if I don't talk about them I won't get I won't have to deal with them just just because you yeah. mentioned how to spell your last name it's Lytle with a Y but it's not where you think <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, and, and Chris where can they find you I mean, the same place that you can always find me, you know, to take over the world. No, wait, that's not right. <laughs> no, <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, I mean, personal, like on most social media, I'm at Lampane. On uh, Twitter, if you want to see what I'm actually working on, it's usually at Chris Nautis. But yeah, I also have at Lampane, which is where I will complain about comics and anime and, and all that other stuff. Because I'm like, this is my personal account. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Oh, and I have an itch, itch.io now. So that's also mm. Lampane. Nice, nice. Yeah. And Donovan. I uh, do work for DCComics.com. You can find my articles that is especially coming out this month. I'm doing quite a, quite a number of them. Uh, uh, my podcast, Questions We Don't Have Answers, I co-host with Harrison Shute. You can find on KinoAnswers.com. Um, I also review uh, Nightwing on the TheBatmanUniverse.net. And my Twitter handle is DonoDMG1. Uh, feel free to uh, uh, downgrade. Do they do the whole down? No, they don't do that anymore. I don't know. Uh, that, 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 yeah, I was going to say, feel, feel, feel free to uh, watch me shoot post there. Yes, uh, and, and and make sure to subscribe to his RSS feed, and uh, and 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 you'll be able to learn more in that way. Just find your nearest newsreader. Okay, there we go. Welcome back to the year two thousand and four. Excellent. I miss two thousand four. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All Super right. Well that, well, that that's that with that. So I'll just play the usual CGS end credits theme and give end credits to both shows because once again, for this particular episode, that's how I roll. Visit us at ComicGeekSpeak.com and at ComicTiming.net. You can find us at Facebook.com slash ComicTiming or Facebook.com slash ComicGeekSpeak. Visit us at the ComicGeekSpeak supergroup as well. The Twitter is at ComicGeekSpeak. You can find me at, at I, I underscore AM underscore Sci-Fi uh, for some Comic Timing related stuff there as well. Uh, if you would uh, like to send an email, that'd be at ComicGeekSpeak at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, that uh, is basically at youtube.com slash comic uh, geek speak. And also you search comic timing on YouTube for upcoming comic timing YouTube bits. I'd like to thank you all for donating to the show over the years. We really do appreciate it and could not do it without your help. And as always, we're uniting the world's mightiest heroes, one listener at a time. And there's always time for comics. 
wow, I managed to pull that off. It's over. Yay. Uh, yay. All right. Yeah. Uh, job well done. Recording stopped. Excellent. Right. I, I bid you all adieu. Excellent.